that I don't like drying my hands at the airport. I want a towel. I want a paper towel. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, January 30th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 274. This is No Agenda. Calling out to the Muslim Brotherhood from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West here in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I never said hit it, and I'm not expecting to be doing the show yet. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> Good ad lib. In the morning to you, John. In the morning to you, in the morning to all the feats on the ground, the ships at sea, and the airmen in the air. Ah, very close. Uh. Ships at sea, boots on the ground, wings in the skies, foots in the oceans, checks in the mails, bakers in the kitchen, dung in the pits, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, hams on the air, and human resources everywhere, particularly in our chat room, noagendastream.com, where they are all charged up and ready to go, exactly the way their government loves them to be. Well, it's too bad it's a slow news week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything on Twitter? <laughs> I didn't see anything. <laughs> Nothing going on. Oh, hey, wait a minute. I think um, I think uh, I got like an extra day out of my two-week prognostication of the uh, tragedy in Tucson. Because this, oh, I don't know. This came a little late. You know, they had, they had it all planned. <laughs> I think, well, you're talking about the Egypt thing? Yeah, well, I could have known. The Egypt thing was designed, that was the handoff. It was supposed to be tragedy in Tucson for two weeks right. to stall the masses. Right. And then here's the Egypt thing. Now, the funny thing about the <laughs> Egypt thing, I want to bring this up. Might as well bring this up right away before yeah, we get to Because the, there, there's, the, there's some funny stuff about it, obviously. Well, the most funny thing about it is it seems to be scripted. <laughs> you don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute, wait a minute. You think and I got a couple of clips to prove my point? Okay, after, me, yeah, uh, groovy. No, I'm I'm all for it. I've I've only got a couple of clips for this. I knew you you would not disappoint. First uh, of all, can I, can I ask you two questions before we? Uh, oh, <clears throat> actually, there's a uh, we have a jingle for that. Ask John Dvorak. John, can I ask you a question about G uh, Bip Egypt? G Bit G Bit. A is it a uh, is Mubarak a dictator? I don't know. I can't tell. Because they keep talking about a pro- I never met the guy. These, these are pro-democracy demonstrations. They don't have uh, elections there? Or are they, is it a sham? Is it, is it not? Oh, no, they have elections. Okay, because the way, it, the way it's being told... Because he gets 99.9% of the vote, so it's a little fishy. Okay, okay. So it's one thing to say there's no democracy. It's another thing to say it's, uh, it's fishy. All right. Then I have one other thing uh, to ask you. Ask John Dvorak. Uh, I forgot what it was. <laughs> the, the jingle distracted me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to ask if you had ever before heard the of the Muslim Brotherhood. Oh yeah, because we've never talked about the Muslim Brotherhood, and all of On a sudden, our show, no, we haven't. But CNN it's is like it's all the Muslim Brotherhood. I'm like, I feel part of the Muslim Brotherhood. It's my brothers over there, and no, not not part of this group. It's Mus- Muslimabad. It's essentially, uh, I think they were formed about 1922. They're essentially the uh, kind of pro, proto-Al-Qaeda. Uh, no, but they're, they're, I thought they were actually anti-violence uh, and they're about Sharia no, law. No. What? That's, I'm no. just reading from Wikipedia. So maybe they're Wikipedia, maintaining their own wiki page. Wikipedia's got it wrong. So let's <laughs> really? let's start here. Let's go with it. The only thing I want to discuss before we get to our producers is the fact that we're looking at a scripted uh, scenario that apparently the BBC blew. Oh, they blew it? 
Yeah, they blew you it. You can't count on these Brits, man. They can't get Pierce Morgan can't buy a hit even with the Kardushians on, and now these guys are going to go blow the script. What did they so do? So we have the Tunisian thing first. That yeah. was part one, and then part two uh, obviously is, is Egypt, but. The BBC blows the timeline and play the WTF clip and tell me what's wrong with this picture. Oh, I was expecting a different one. Sorry. Yeah, here we go. But at the centre of this march, the second since Tunisia blew up, was the only organised opposition force that could challenge the monarchy if it wanted political Islam. For a week, the Muslim Brotherhood held back from joining the protests. Now already, it appears to be trying to lead them, and it will confirm the fears of many in the West that encouraging the Arab street merely encourages Islamism. The problem of the West is that they support tyranny in the Islamic world and in the Arab world. They do not support democracy. Full, rather than the present managed democracy in Jordan, would almost certainly mean, for example, an end to the unpopular peace treaty with Israel. But though they're shouting for comprehensive reform, they won't denounce the king, at least. Wait a minute. Did he say Jordan? Now play BBC Newsnight intro. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. Hold on a second, here we go. And the shockwaves from the Tunisian uprising that have spread to Jordan. Demonstrations <laughs> in Jordan, once rare, and now... BBC! BBC! You freaking idiots! Can't you read the memo? I said Egypt first, then Jordan, you stupid, stupid idiots! Something ever commoner. Can what happened in Tunisia happen right across the Arab world? I can just see Hillary Clinton literally like, I can't believe this. the BBC screwed it up. It was so here's clear. The, here's, the, here's the complimentary clip. Which is, uh, I mean, this is unbelievable to me. That's funny. And of course, nobody's picked up on this. Now, here's the complimentary clip: is Judith Miller on the Geraldo show on Fox over the weekend, kind of, kind of manipulating the timeline. We, she, of course, is the former New York Times reporter who did the the yellow cake. She was, you know, she's CIA. Yeah. The play, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, really. Play, play Judith Miller. Okay, Judy Miller on the left, former Carter Brewer Chief, uh, Bureau Chief of the New York Times. <laughs> what is she? Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back, Christian Whiten, and the former State Department official on the right. Okay, uh, Judy, you first. Where next? Tunisia first, Egypt second. Is there a next? I think I would worry about Jordan. Jordan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> kingdom of Yes. Wouldn't have happened under uh, the father, King Hussein, but I think the son is somewhat weaker. The Do you know that the, uh, the queen of Jordan is Dutch? I thought she was an American. No, she's no. I think she's Dutch. She's Queen Raina. I thought she's American. I'm pretty sure she's Dutch. Oh well, now we have to look it up. But I'm pretty Why sure she's look, American. Do we need to listen to the rest? Maybe of the Maybe she's like everyone to every country. Wait, no. Oh, look it up, will you? Will you wiki that, man? Google that. I'm I, I'm so convinced she's Dutch. Oh, she might be convinced, but so she's we. Not. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you now you've got me right. I'll have to take a look. <coughs> what is she, Queen? How do you spell that, Raina? Of Jordan. Okay. Queen Ryan. Oh, there's, I got her. Here's her website. Oh, she Queen has a of Jordan. <laughs> By the way, they're, they're, that Oh, no, I'm, think, I'm thinking of, uh, of Queen Noor. That's right. I'm, I, I got, I'm thinking of the wrong one. She's queen of some other thing. Okay. She, she's, she's, but you know what? She'll be in the, in the news soon, too. Because these are all hotties, by the way. 
Oh, Rain is beautiful. She is on, and she and she's she's always on the political stage. She does stuff on oh, yeah. C-SPAN. I she's see not her all idiot. the time. I see her all the time. Well, but anyway, well, they got they got the the uh, they have the, uh, the the litany or the meme is going around is that the son is not as powerful as the dad. Right, right. Kick him out. I mean, it's the same. You know, actually listening to Judith Miller, you, you're getting the the. Uh, the, the true timeline and the true memes that are going to be pushed down the, the BBC, public The BBC, you know, for the amount of, for the budget they have, which is they, they have like a $3 billion budget or whatever annually. You know, first they screwed up World Trade Center 7. You know, they called the collapse 20 minutes before it collapsed. Right. They, you know, they, I know. I they don't can't know. get it straight. You know, they got I, the wrong. It's because <laughs> they see it as East Coast time. And <laughs> they get confused. The Greenwich Mean. <laughs> they get confused over there. <laughs> they can't figure it out. So, so anyway, so the so they apparently uh, all hell's breaking loose in Jordan. Yeah. But well, wait a minute, no, no Egypt, then no, Jordan. Yeah. Well, it's act, there's actually a couple of uh, there is all hell breaking loose in, in a number of uh, different Gitmo nation states. We've got uh, Albania, uh, Darfur. Today, by the way, hashtag Jan thirty is uh, Sudan. And uh, I went over to look at uh, notonourwatchproject.org, George Clooney's uh, eye in the sky. And, wow, his most recent uh, news update is from January 20th, so he's all over it. Um, (coughs) Lebanon, we have uh, unrest. Hungary, I think Hungary uh, is is high on the list because, of course, they refuse the IMF bailout until they'll get theirs. Morocco. but I guess, uh, according to the script, it is indeed uh, it is Jordan next. Erin uh, Burnett also uh, messed up on uh, on uh, she was on Morning Joe. I get this feeling they threw this bit together all at the last minute, so that's why people got confused. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it was Jordan, and maybe Egypt just jumped the gun. Maybe the you know the the, uh, the shill Facebookers uh, you know, just jumped the gun. It, it just happened quicker than they thought. Here's Aaron Burnett. She weighs in. Aaron Burnett, of course, uh, I was madly in love with Aaron, um, the anchor of uh, Squawk Box on CNBC. You and Rush Limbaugh. Uh, screw him. Look, I I at least have some shot. But then when I found out she was, you know, on, on the, some shot. <laughs> when I found out she was on the Council of Foreign Relations, like, oh, okay, she became very unattractive all of a sudden. And uh, so she's on, she's on Morning Joe, and uh, she she lets a big one go at the very end. And in fact, they're trying to cut her off. Well, let, listen okay. to this. And, and finally, a uh, story that you've reported on for so long now, unrest from Tunisia to uh-huh. Egypt to Yemen. Any effect yet? See, they're, they're so not with the program, they didn't have Jordan on the list. They, yeah. They did not get the memo. So someone forgot to inform Aaron what to, what to and what not to talk about. In the overseas markets or uh, here in the United States. Yes. And, you know, Joe, our, our angle on this, it's interesting. You look at Egypt. We have seen it in the market. It's down 20 percent. This is one of the most developed economies in the Middle East. As we said yesterday, the second biggest economy in the Middle East. One angle, uh, you know, we've been talking to a lot of the wealthy people. and, I, and I- <laughs> Which she does in her spare time. I talked to a lot of the wealthy people, you know. As you know, that's what I do. And when we're on the Council of Foreign Relations, we talk to all the wealthy people. I heard you all talk about uh, your you friends who had family there. You know, what I've been hearing, and this has surprised a lot of the wealthy, is that a lot of children of the wealthy. The children of the wealthy. This is like, like what is it like? Oh, tut, tut, tut. It's like the Charlie and uh, Sheen and Emilio Estevez of, uh, yes, uh, of it, Egypt. It, it, yes. <laughs> yes. Who run the big be. companies in Egypt and really control this economy. Oh, they're running it. Okay. So this is the kids of the wealthy. Are out 
want to go out on the street and be a part of this. Uh-huh. You know, that this is this is not just even middle class, highly educated English speaking kids. Want yeah, I saw I saw all those English speakers on. Uh yeah, you know what's funny TV. about this protest? It seems to be an English protest. All the signs are in English. Everyone's yelling in English. Don't they speak Egyptian or Arabic I, or I, I like, some language over there besides English? I like the game over meme. That's kind of funny. The kids have the signs that yeah. say game over. That's yeah. kind of cool. All right, the, what she, her, her big boo-boo is coming. Part of it, and a lot of the wealthy who you would think are most in bed with the regime... No, no, they're in bed with you. Mm-hmm. ...are actually very much in favor of regime change. I mean, they prefer to be orderly, obviously, but, well, obviously. but the people that you would think of the most at stake uh, are, are for some sort of regime change and, and specific ideas on power sharing. One quick thing to add, though, guys. Okay, what, what are we going to add? Uh, you can already hear the music coming in. They're trying to like, no, 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 Aaron, ixnay on the ad thing. You know, you've talked so much about the role of social media in this. Mm -hmm. I think there's another thing that's a big part of it, and that's the financial crisis. You came into this financial crisis with countries um, that had very high unemployment, and it got a lot worse. They're like, no, 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 don't talk about that. We got unemployment that's high in America. Don't talk about that, Aaron. Shut up. Trade shut up, shut situation up. was decimated. So their unemployment went even <laughs> further through the roof as food prices were going higher. The financial crisis in the United States and in Europe completely transformed this region. Okay, what? No, no, no. That's not even it. She's saying the financial crisis in America and in Europe completely transformed this region. But that's not the big boo-boo. And they're already trying to cut her off for that. Listen. So I, I think that's, that's, that's something to think Fascinating, Aaron. Fascinating. Fascinating. You talk to the rich and that's what they told you. And, I, and I, one more thing. I know we got to go, guys. But on... No, no, no. Don't say it. Cut her off. On whether this spreads. If this spreads and democracy in the Middle East spreads, the United States could take a huge hit. Because democracy in a place like Saudi Arabia, you've talked a lot about who might come in power. Well, what that means for oil prices, no. they're going to go stratosphere no no don't talk There's about the oil oh, oh, no. Thank oh you no oh no she did much. it thank thank cut, her right, cut her off cut her off cut her off that's one mother i'd like to <sighs> she said it it's all about oil this whole thing from beginning to end is about the price of oil it was predicted it was Wait predicted. I, I, I we're gonna do some clip showdowns <laughs> i have oh i have one okay uh okay now, what you just heard from her is kind of different than what you're just going to hear now from a guy, a New York Times. Is this the Gaga her? versus Bieber clip? No, no. Gaga versus Bieber is coming up. <laughs> Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> New York Times guy ranting about about no oil. Oh, I've, oh, oh, oh we're, we're going to have a showdown. That's right. Okay. Do we play so this, this clip? This guy says, now, Aaron talks about this huge economy, the second biggest in the Middle East, blah, blah, blah. This guy, and by the way, last show, if people remember, we we went over some of the oil stats that involved Egypt's big. Oh, most of the current discoveries are being made in Egypt. Uh, Apache oil, by the way, a possible, I think uh, we'll be talking oh, about that's that. A, a, a long, uh, can we invest in that, Apache oil? No, I think you'd want to short it. Oh, okay. But I don't recommend things to short. I, I'm not a, a counselor here, so do not take my advice. No. But uh, patio is huge in the Egyptian oil. But meanwhile, so we get a little disinformation. And by the way, what you're going to hear, and this is a New York Times guy, uh, is going to be exactly the opposite of what Aaron said. He's going to definitely defuse any oils, you know, worrying about right. Americans having to worry about oil. Right. 
But at the same time, you have to remember this is a six-pack. We have six other people, including the ex-ambassador and everybody else, and nobody, not one person says anything to this idiot that, hey, no, there's plenty of oil in Egypt. It's one of the things they do there. Nobody, all these experts, nobody seems to notice this. In so, but play it. Israeli defense <laughs> posture since 1973. They have nuclear weapons. Do we really believe that Egypt is going to launch another war against Israel? Well, I don't think the problem would, is would be Egypt in Asia. I think it's the destabilization and the loss of any kind of uh, it clearly the tunnels and Gaza. Yeah, well clearly Hamas becomes a bigger problem the Hamas. Gaza becomes a much bigger problem for Israel but this is what I'm talking about that is not a cataclysmic event it's a problem right <laughs> if Saudi goes that's a cataclysmic event for the world I mean the United yes, States and the world yes but and Egypt is, is not Iran Egypt has no oil no money but no massive influence throughout the world they no have money and they have that what is that crazy thing that um uh, the, what's that canal thing? Is that is that worth anything, John? The canal? What's ah, that? the Suez Canal. I don't know. What's maybe? that canal? I mean, does any, is that have any importance? They got no money. They got no <laughs> oil. This guy goes on and on like this. I'm going, what? So, so in in our chat room uh, earlier in the week, GX2 and Mr. Oil, the brains behind uh, NoAgendaRecords.com, come up with a theory that I like. The theory goes that because of the, um, what is it called now? Egyptian revolt, revolt in Egypt, um, that the Suez Canal will close, forcing China to ship its goods via the west coast of the United States with the, with the Berkshire Hathaway train system. Well, I don't, well, that's an interesting speculation because what it, you'd have to do a calculation on the distance because they could go around the horn, the, you know, around Yeah, but Africa the horn too. is dangerous. We all know that. You don't want yeah, to be sailing dangerous. around the horn. Can't sail around the horn. Yeah, you can't well, I mean, you can, they do it, but. Yeah, uh, yeah crazy guys. Like uh, the Oneidan line. Oh, you don't know that. Scene. That's that's it. No, I don't. That's a very interesting theory. I liked it. I, I really I like it too. It's classic. <laughs> no agenda. Hot pockets. It is totally classic. No agenda. <laughs> that's what the high speed rail is all about. We're shutting down. The, you know, one. <laughs> wow. I mean, listen, one. Even I couldn't go that deep. No, no. These guys are awesome. One strategically placed explosive, and that thing's closed. I mean, it's it's pretty vulnerable, right? No, the Suez Canal. It's been a subject of a number of wars. The British had to like fight to keep it open. Yeah, but, yeah it's a problem. But they, but they went. They went to Jordan instead, and so they lost. So, um, <laughs> well, let's let's thank some producers before we f- keep going with this stuff. Oh, it is classic, and and you heard it here. John C. Dvorak was not adverse to the theory. No, mm. no, I wasn't. No. I find it fascinating as, as a concept. Yep. Uh, okay, so we have uh, three executive producers we want to promote uh, uh, on the show. Uh, of course, Baron Von Pelsmachers came in again with oh a uh, $990.10 uh, donation. Then, of course, he added another $9.90 to uh, get another uh, knighthood. Um, and he has a long note, which I'm going to go find. Here it is. Uh, hi, Adam and John. Uh, 990 and, of course, in the European says has a comma 10. <laughs> right, that really messes up our spreadsheets. Yeah, it does, curiously. Yeah. Uh, in uh, equals 99% non-contributing listeners versus a meager 1% who helped make no agenda possible. Ah, he's, he's calling out uh, the 99% who are not 1%ers. The boners. Yeah, who aren't donors. Nice. 
Uh, if it's truly so that 99% of the No Agenda listeners never contribute financially to the show or to its creators continuing this endeavor, Adam and John, then I think this donation is meant to call them out all, uh, call them all out as douchebags. Douchebags. I added the S. Oh, he wanted you to hit the button hard, he says. Oh, well, let me hit it really hard. Douchebags. Dear ladies and gentlemen, fellow obdurate slaves of Gitmo Planet, <laughs> if you are listening to this show at all, it's because John and Adam are making it worth your while. No one, no one, no one there is giving you what these gentlemen work hard at every single week. This is true. All the rest of the media is feeding you crap. And you were pointing that out immediately in today's show. Yeah, right on. And practically all your politicians or people in power are out to screw you over. (laughs) That's that's absolutely true. Yeah, they are. One way or the other, big or small. It's time you admit this to yourselves and help Adam and John to keep the show going. Even if it's only a few bucks, everyone can spare at least that much. And you can. Think of what you're paying parking meters. And if you want a de-douching, it'll cost you a little bit more. There, uh, yet there may be a better way. And to help you all along towards de-douching, I propose a little competitive fundraising. I've also contributed the remaining $9.90 and want yeah. to de- dedicate the following knighthood to precisely the 33rd No Agenda listener who donates exactly $131.40 USD. U.S. dollars. Just for your info. You're not supposed to talk about that part. Oh, it says don't mention this on the show. Oh, well, I was, I was going to get that. Your listeners, here's where I would have gone. <laughs> Just for your family and do and not for reading out loud. Oh, that's the way it would have gone. <laughs> Douche. This is I, I knew that was coming. I knew you wouldn't. Don't, don't you read ahead like like most normal radio guys? Aren't you like <laughs> if it's on a prompter? No, I mean, the words come out of your mouth, but you're already looking further. I mean, I'm amazed I, you can't do I, that. I, you know, I. I can do that on a prompter. I don't do it normally when I'm reading off a sheet. Okay. Uh, prompter. I can do it on a prompter because yeah. the letters are bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I have to squint to see this. Uh, made the best human resource, but okay. Well, okay. So how, how much? How much does that human resource have to donate to get that? It's like a, it's like a, a knighthood for a tenth of the cost. Yeah, hundred thirty-one dollars and forty cents. So the thirty-third human resource, which of course is a, a lucky number and a message to home base. Uh, the 33rd donor of that amount receives a, a knighthood for a fraction of what it would cost. And eventually, of course, a ring. Which uh, I saw an email. Eric has almost finalized all the the, the back uh, coin stuff. And we've saved our money, too, by the way. Yeah, we have. We kept a bunch in advance. We, we, had, we had to save our money for these rings. Rings aren't free. Thanks for the honorary. Okay. Anyway, that's Pelsmarkers, Baron von Pelsmarkers, a Baron of uh, Belgium and other outlying areas. I just want to give uh, him a, a little hot pocket. Hot pockets. <clears throat> Love you, man. He he uh, uh, puts the challenge down. So we'll put that in the uh, on the noah uh, slash na donation page. I'll make a special little uh, uh, spot for that this week. And uh, I have a shrine to him at the house here. <laughs> which i pray to twice a shrine we should make the no agenda donor shrine yeah well he, he would be the one that we have you know he's the only one on it um i remember some about two about two and a half years ago some guy uh, wrote in i don't i'm gonna beat i'm gonna beat pals mockers and donations he can't win yeah no and one that was no the last one. i heard yeah, right no one no one <laughs> thank you uh Stephen Pelsmakers, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, 
Let's and move on. we and then onward we have two more. Uh, we have associate executive producer John uh, Evdeman. Remember him? Yeah, from last Thanks week. For the honorary knighthood last week. Considers yeah. a kickstart toward a real knighthood. He's been listening since show number one. Uh huh. So they could use a deep de-douching. Absolutely. Love to do that. You've been de-douched. Uh, he'd appreciate some of his karma for his wife and kids. Okay. So got that for you, too, John. You've got karma. Yeah, they got karma. They got the whole thing. He's an exclusive member of the 274 Club, and uh, which is now closed. The 275 Club is open for business. And as another uh, associate executive producer, Stephen Vanderhave. Vanderhave. Vanderhave in Belhaven, North Carolina, who I went back and forth with. In fact, I may have a letter from him. I might read at the middle of the show. He, uh, uh, I asked him if he wanted to be a member of the 274 Club, and he said, nah. <laughs> so he became a member of the 272.7 Club. Well, there is no such thing. <laughs> I but, know. You know. Why did he do that? That's interesting. Uh, he didn't think the 274 Club. He maybe he doesn't like Evdeman. Ev- Ev- De- I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. But we could put him in there. If he, but he, I no, asked I mean, he, no, if, he's not, if he didn't donate 274, he can't be in the club. Yeah. It's a shame. I said I'd throw in the extra buck 30. Really? Yeah. You cheapskate. He only dropped in a penny. Okay. Anyway, we want to thank... Yeah, that's it. We got <coughs> one, and, one and two. Okay, I got a couple of... Uh, Promotional items. Uh, I wanted to uh, give a shout out to Russell Crawford, 15 years old. I don't have a lot of money to donate to the show. I thought I would do my part to help out as much as I can. I, we'd love when the young kids are on board. And by the way, 15, not so young anymore. You know, 15 is the new 13. 15 is <laughs> the new 20. Oh, I'm sorry. I went the wrong way. Uh, he's made noagendatheme.com, uh, a template for WordPress. Uh, that you can find at noagendatheme.com, which is uh, not only great because it's the No Agenda theme. It's uh, exactly the same. It's, it's the No Agenda theme. It'll also be great if uh, if our site blows up and we need a backup, then we've got one good to go. So we appreciate that, Russell. Thank you so much. I'd like to uh, make everyone aware there is a new Twitter account that is built specifically for following in your Flipboard. Uh, no Agenda Flip is the Twitter account. And uh, so, you know, have you, ever, have you ever seen Flipboard, John? You know what that is? No. All the kids are doing it now. The kids? Yeah. It's uh, it's like a, a thing for your tablet. And uh, it creates like a newspaper, cool-looking thing from uh, from your Twitter and Facebook. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen these. And uh, No Agenda Flip is actually it looks very cool. You get like a whole Gitmo Nation publication. And then I'd like to say hello to a new friend of the show in uh, in Romania. And uh, I'm not sure if he wants to be named, so I won't do that just in case. However, he has built an amazing site. This this one was missing from the arsenal, John. We did not have this in the No Agenda website uh, network, and I'm glad he thought of it. He has built for us noagendasex.com. Ooh. It is a sex dating site. You can build a profile, share pictures, uh, hook up, uh, do anything you would expect. Uh, from one of the, yeah, uh, you know, like what are these sites? This, these this will give the five women who listen to the show a lot of attention. Well, we got some gay guys. Oh, that too. Yeah, I can hook up. Um, but uh, members can create create accounts as male, female, lesbian, gay, couple, transsexual, transgendered, and uh, you get your pictures, and you can buy ranking points, and this, of course, will help the show. Uh, so you can uh, send messages to each other and send. Uh, 
no agenda sex money and stuff. It's cool. Very, very, very proud we have that in the network. So, by the way, I just want to back up. Uh, did you mention Russell, Russell Crawford's website that people can go pick up the, this theme? Yeah, noagendatheme.com. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. But, and by the way, I wanted to just add to that. You know, if you do have a blog or something that's just a mild blog and you want to use our theme. Yeah, of uh, course you do. It's great. It's a great theme to use. Yeah. And then uh, there's another website uh, that has really caught on, and I'd like to thank Tice Browers for making the art for that. It is uh, napforhumanity.com, as we are starting to build up our carbon credit uh, key. Yep. And we're, we're going to kick this off with a publicity uh, campaign. Yep. Nap for Humanity uh, <clears throat> is going to be, I think, the big movement of, the, of 2011. Yes. Yeah, so if you take a nap for 30 minutes, we can create uh, carbon credits and sell those. Uh, on the open market, and of course, just like uh, Steve Jobs and Apple, whenever we're excited about something, we uh, create a jingle for it. Nap for humanity. There you go. Nap for humanity. <clears throat> so, <laughs> that's a long gong at the end there. <laughs> Nap for humanity. Long gong silver. Baron Stephen Pelsmachers, thank you so much for being the executive producer of episode 274 of the No Agenda program. Uh, Associate Executive Producer Stephen van der Haven. I, I hope that's the way you pronounce it because it could be Stephen van der Have or Have even for that matter. But I think it's van der Haven. And of course, uh, this episode's Associate Executive Producer as well. And a two seven four club member exclusively, John Evdeman. Uh, no one else can become a member of the two seven four club. And all of you can, of course, put this on your resume. Uh, you can. It's an official credit. You can uh, slap it into IMDb. You can put it on your um, your profile page. On your revolutionary Facebook uh, profile wall, uh, you can uh, put it at the bottom of your email and your signature. Of course, that, that doesn't go for Stephen Pelsmachers because the, uh, his credits are now so long that they're clogging up uh, SMTP mail servers everywhere, so you can't do that. Uh, everyone else out there, you have a very simple mission, although extremely important. You must go out and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Don't forget, No Agenda says, take your meds, slave, and nap for humanity. Yeehaw. So, a um, couple of really, uh, the show notes, by the way, once again, are, I have to say, outstanding, and I can easily say that because I'm not creating them by myself. I've got now 10 uh, No Agenda producers who are using my, uh, my secret decoder ring system. Uh, we're, we're creating these show notes. They're just outrageous. And they're full, and they're complete, and they're structured. And uh, people are uh, enjoying using them. And in that, you have the What Color Is Your Revolution uh, node. And if you look behind that, there's uh, tons of information about... It's really interesting the way um, these um, social media revolutions are coming together. Uh, And I actually actually wrote an article about this, John, to be published in uh, Market Watch. And a PC Magazine. Hello? What? <laughs> Just seeing if you're listening. You're not listening, are you? What are you doing? I'm listening. Oh. So I wrote an you're article. going on about who's behind the social uh, thing, yeah. and you, you wrote an article. Yeah, for, for Market Watch and PC Magazine. Well, how, well, how would you do that? 
Let's try to see if you're listening, douche. You're not. Thanks. You're clipping I'm your listening. toenails. I'm listening to an extreme. And uh, here's... <laughs> Are right, you done? You done like making 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 fun of me? Go on. Okay, so here's how it works. First, uh, the State Department uh, gives information to the mainstream media, including Al Jazeera, and they call it a WikiLeaks cable. And it says, "Oh, the the elites and leaders of your country are evil." And then they create a hashtag, which uh, what works well is something simple for the idiot slaves like Jan twenty five or Jan thirty. Today is supposed to be. Uh, Jam 30 is supposed to be uh, Sudan. That's their hashtag. And then you get a bunch of shills to come in and uh, and start blogging about it. Now, this is yeah. where it gets really interesting. Well, can I interrupt with please. a clip? Yeah. Oh, please. Who is exactly behind the uprising of Fox presentation? Now, they were talking about, here's what was going on, and they kind of killed this. Nobody else has really gone in this direction. But this is actually kind of amusing to listen to. And uh, this guy is asking the question. He says, uh, who's behind this? I mean, it's not who's like behind a, this? Where's Lech Walensa? I mean, what's, who's going to take over? There's nobody. <laughs> Lech Walensa. Now, there's a name for you. Right. So play it. Media for two days now, talking to people either from the government or from the opposition, and nobody was able to answer who are the 10, 12, 20 Lesh Falesa, Vaclav Havel, or Musavi of Egypt. And the answer is very simple, because the way it started was launched by bloggers yeah, on bloggers. Facebook, on Internet. The first 80,000, 200,000 people who took the streets were basically called by leaders who are not visible right bloggers it's bloggers on facebook well the thing is you know whenever someone is called this is how it works this is exactly how it works in the in the ministry of truth's favor so it's always been yeah no it's it's a blogger so these people are discredited and you can come in as a blogger and uh and you can be a total shield there's a couple of them that are um are showing up, you know, they're being interviewed now. This is what you got to watch when they're being interviewed on Al Jazeera. This is one cute chick. I'm trying to think of her name. Have you seen her? Uh, I've, uh, I, the one cute chick? Let me think. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's a cute chick who's a, who's a blogger. And uh, here it is. There's a really good uh, article in the show notes called The Socialist Roots of the Egyptian Protests. And there's actually two people. Uh, here she is, Gigi Ibrahim. Gigi Ibrahim, and uh, she, now if you look at her Facebook page, she's like, she's in love with Karl Marx, <laughs> literally, she's also lived, she also lived in Anaheim, California, figures, yeah, and she's, uh, and so she's one of the uh, people who started this uh, hashtag uh, revolution, and then there's, uh, there's a couple other people, there's, uh, who's this guy, this is, see his name i even if i probably wouldn't be able to pronounce it i'm so sad um but this is the you know the shills come in it's it's really easy you know the shills come in and uh, and then they just start riling everybody up and it's real easy i mean yeah you've got unemployment just like aaron burnett said you've got you know we've, they've got they've got financial problems the whole world is in financial trouble everyone's without you know lots of people without jobs now the only thing i'm hoping for is that uh, we get some of course it's not going to happen 
But we get some shills here, and, you know, the uh, American slaves take to the streets. Well, they have, actually. Where? In this regard. Well, play, uh, I got a couple of clips. Uh, I just... mean, they're taking to the streets in favor of ousting Mubarak. Yeah, but they should this... be in favor of ousting Obama. They got the well, wrong name. Well, you know, what, what gets me is these reports that came in on CNN. Did you have a clip, by the way, of this woman? No, I don't. I, I mean, I have one where she's extremely boring. The BBC interviews. And, of course, you know the BBC. They're like, uh, no, we screwed up the Jordan thing. Oh, oh what's next? on? The, oh, we have to get Gigi on. Call Gigi. Of course, they immediately got G. And she, it's a Marxist from Anaheim. And she's behind one of the, 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 the driving forces behind the Egyptian revolution. Well, the, I, I paid a lot of attention to CNN because they seem to be, when, it, when, it, when a real crisis happens, they seem to have all the memes and they have everything all, their ducks are in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've, in fact, they've introduced a new a European meme, which I find to be weird. And I've heard it a couple of times. Actually, there's, there's a new meme they're using called, we have, uh, well, you play the, play the CNN uses on holiday, which Americans do not say on holiday. No, that's British. It's British. So why are we all of a sudden saying on holiday? Because you can't trust the BBC to put their report together properly. So we have to read the script. And, of course, it's written for the BBC. So it Obviously still says it on holiday. Right. So they say on holiday. <laughs> on, holiday. on holiday. On holiday. Absolutely done. Okay. Fran Townsend, thank you. We really appreciate you joining us this evening. You're welcome. An American couple started on vacation and ended up in the midst of a political revolt. Leah and Neil Dunn were in Egypt on holiday for the last couple of weeks and could not get out of the country yesterday because of the the government-imposed curfew. Well, they just arrived in New York just this evening and explained when they first sensed there was going to be trouble in the country. Take a listen. It was uh, the people talking everywhere you went, the Arabs were talking to each other, and then they'd share with us, they'd turn and talk politics with us, and uh, they were generally very friendly to the Americans. And actually we... But they're recruiting our our, support. They were also, at that point, the internet was still on, and so they were organizing, we knew, a huge protest on Friday, which is when we were due to go out. Well, the Duns say they kept hearing from Egyptians who were inspired by how Tunisians overthrew their government. The couple says the experience has made them truly appreciate the freedoms that Americans have. Right. Uh, right. Freedoms. So, so, uh, th- so this is why... He starts why off with on holiday. He starts off with on vacation, you notice. And then he switches. It's like he's, he went from yes. kind of ad-libbing to the script. To the script. On holiday. It's, I'm amazed he didn't have the BBC accent. Fake. <laughs> by the way, there's a lot of uh, Brits... Are uh, on television. I was watching Meet, meet the Press. Uh, there's like the Brits everywhere. It's like we don't have American experts on the Middle East all of a sudden. It has to be British experts. I'm not quite sure why. In fact, the funny thing was, in a in a horrific. I mean, so Pierce Morgan is as good as canceled. Um, he had uh, no. Listen to this. This is this is amazing. Yeah. He had the uh, Cardushians on Kim and Chloe Cardushian Thursday night, and he couldn't even get half a million people to watch. And they even Twittered, watch us. They're like, nah, eh. They actually, more people actually watched the, the, the Rachel Maddow supermarket special. No, actually it was a CNBC supermarket special. And Rachel, Rachel Maddow, Maddow came in with 900,000. Oh, and the supermarket special came in with a half a million. He came in with under 500. Yeah. So, so the guy is effectively failed. So what do they do Friday night? Instead of his show, they let him, ah, oh, crap. You know, we should cancel this guy. He was kind of like the anchor for a little while there. He was anchoring back and forth on CNN. I'll ask you some really intelligent questions. Pierce, go home. 
Go <laughs> home. We don't want you here. We Go don't back care. Back to England. Yeah, please. And they don't want you there either. Apparently, from what we've understood from our uh, producers in Gitmo Nation East. So, um, whose decision was this? <laughs> I don't know. I think Larry King had something to do with it as a gag. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Hey, this is a great idea. Whoever comes in, they gotta suck." <laughs> call that call that British guy, the guy who stole the money from the, who pumped and dumped the stock and stole it. Call that guy, <laughs> and they can ask me back. Special save the day. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's going to make a save the day comeback. <laughs> Maybe this I could, like your I like your version of his voice. Yeah, yeah. You got any more twenty four year olds? Hey, put that Gigi on. I want to talk to her about Egypt. <laughs> hey, hey. You're, so you're a blogger. <laughs> You're a blogger in Egypt. <laughs> All right. So, so here's another thing. Here's CNN. I want people to... This is something... This is just a little thing I want people to start listening for. I'm sorry. I'm cracking myself up. Yeah, I know. Somebody's got to laugh at your material. Yeah, really. All right. And that's doing? the start. Yay. Uh, so uh, CNN part two. <clears throat> this is a... I want people to listen to the way this is produced. <laughs> Normally when you interview people, you do not bring up a bunch of sound effects and crap behind them. What they've done here, they bring in this boring guy and says... You don't? <laughs> you don't do that? That's cool, man. So they, they're they talking to this guy, and, all, and, and they're playing background noise. <laughs> As the interview progresses, I'm going, what, are they, what is this? Interesting. Sammy Abdul Aziz helped to organize. No, oh, he's one of these guys, Sammy Abdul Aziz. He helped yeah, to organize. He's one, he's, he's one of the guys. All right, so they got, they got him. Uh, and uh, That protest. And uh, what brought you out for this protest today? Why did you do it? Uh, it was in my uh, mission notes from the CIA. Hello, Don, and thank you for the invite. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I, I am here, as I said all along, we gave up on Mubarak government long time ago. We are here to talk to our government, the American government, that it is time to stay true to our principles and uh, uh, the, the freedom and democracy that we talk about always. It's time to take a side. It's time to say that we are on the side of the people that are fighting for democracy and freedom. All right. Let's take a look at the rally today, Sammy, and we'll Did he not literally say our government, the US government? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's right. Well, what what was all the point of having a bunch of people pro- It's not like the protesters well, were in the it's, studio. Yeah, it's it's well, it's neurolinguistic programming. You you you're, you're programmed by These images, by the way, are also, you know, they're meant to be shocking, but you know, have you ever seen like people leave a football game? It looks the same. It does. You know, it's not like oh boy, it's so scary. Yeah, there's pe-. and by the way, those are American-made tanks. Enjoy that, eh? Yeah, but play CNN three part uh, part three idiots. All right. If there's no sort of democracy that we're promoting, wow, here, that was that was a very American voice. There, we're not doing our job here. My God, well, that was because that's the, that, those are the that was the protests in Atlanta. <laughs> okay, you're freaking me out. I'm like, wow, there's, now that English has really improved over there. Yeah, no, just the same old shrill. <clears throat> protesters that we have in this country there these women that i mean they scream and yell and they sound i mean i can't imagine as, as, as me would always call it, oh there's there's another dream date 
I mean, you can't imagine being with one of these people, but that one woman who screeches, you know, we, they need justice or something. What the hell does she know? She lives in Atlanta. She just wants the snow to melt. So, so the other, I don't want to keep boring a stiff with this, with the stuff from CNN, but I do have one more, which was the, uh, and this has been, this was used over and over and over again. Uh, new terminology, CNN. I, I thought when I first heard it, I thought, oh, this guy's just a bumbling idiot. And he just said it, but he's using, uh, I don't, it's it, it just listen to this and see if there's a word out of place that doesn't really make any sense in the But movie. now the anti-Mubarak groundswell has spread to cities around the world. CNN is getting video and eye reports from around the world. This rally took place today in downtown Montreal. Eye <laughs> reports. Yeah, that's their, uh, that's their, um, their, their open program where you send in your stuff and they use it incessantly and you get not paid nothing. It's I as in uh, letter I reports. I oh, I thought it was I like an eyeball. Well, that's kind like of... Like eyewitness. That's kind of the joke of it. It's I as an interactive and then eyewitness as an eyewitness. So that's all... It's all You haven't... I mean, this has been around for five years, the I, I reports. It only stood out when I... <sighs> I don't watch CNN. I watch C-SPAN. <laughs> Speaking, so you don't have to. Speaking of uh, of I, um, I, I verified with my 20-year-old daughter, and uh, vodka balling is indeed all the rage. What? Yes, this was not a fake has news report. Has she done report. it? She has seen many people do it. She, In fact, she says that some of her friends are in the YouTube videos we highlight, highlighted about this. And it comes from a movie, by the way. Oh, Thank yes. you, Hollywood. Yes, yes. And it's, actually, I don't even know if it... This can't uh, be good for your eyeball. Uh, no, no. I, I don't think it is good for your eyeball. Um, here it is. Well, these are the only eyeballs you have. You should treat them with respect. Yeah, well, you got two. The kids are only doing it in one. Uh, interestingly enough, and this uh, comes from uh, one of our producers, uh, this first started in 2000 in a movie called Kevin and Perry Go Large, uh, which is a British... Uh, piece of cinematic work from English comedian Harry Enfield and where he actually does a vodka shot to the eye uh, in this movie and uh, so and but this is indeed and and I and I and I just said offhand I said you know this vodka balling said what like drinking vodka through your eye oh yeah it gets you really drunk fast apparently she said okay do you know it can also get you blind says yeah I don't do that good smart kid huh I'm amazed. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's real. It's not like a fake thing. Now, what is fake is um, the state of the union address that Lucy gave. Uh, this was kind of snowed under. Um, ah, yes, I saw this. You saw it. Oh, okay. Well, um, very important because... I didn't take any clips from it because I really can't stand listening to Lucy. Well, it was very hard for me as well. It was an hour of Lucy. And when we say Lucy, we mean Janet Napolitano, our... Uh, uh, Secretary of Homeland Hinterland Security. And uh, so we've done away with the old uh, color-coded system. As you well know, we announced this on Thursday. We didn't know exactly what was coming in its place, but it's going to be much, much better. And I think it is as a public service to those who are napping for humanity that we um, not only listen to what Lucy has to say about the new system, but also deconstruct it bit by bit. What do you, are you game? Yeah. All right. And because of the trust 
we have in Americans to share in our collective security. That means riding on each other. She, the way she talks, she, she talks, she has phrases that don't really connect. She just throws them out one space, another phrase, another phrase. Do you yeah. notice this? Yeah. Well, not She a, doesn't talk in actual sentences that make any sense. Well, what she does is she, her technique is she's reading this, and she has to be very specific because, you know, obviously, before she went out there, someone went, okay, Lucy, listen, those jackasses at No Agenda are going to pull every word apart you say, so make sure you don't mess it up. And she doesn't have a prompter. So she reads a line, looks down, memorizes it, looks up, reads the next line. That's why. That's why it sounds like that. Huh. So what she. So of course, what she's saying here is uh, denounce each other. This is very important that you tell on each other. This is good news. <laughs> good news. We're all on board Number with the program. Number one, denounce yep. your neighbor. <laughs> denounce your neighbor and not for humanity. Today, I would like today. Today, people. <laughs> and she. By the way, she's like smiling and. With a, with you know that grimace she has. Oh yeah, she's a horrible like, like person. Some kind of. Yeah. In, we're not even like three seconds into this thing. Uh, huh. To announce the end of the old system of color coded alerts. Yeah! Oh, the crowd did not erupt like that. Uh, in their place, we will implement a new system that is built on a clear and simple premise. I like it, John. This is sounding good. A clear and simple premise. Built on. Yes, built on. A clear and simple premise. When a threat develops that could impact you, the public. Slaves. <laughs> she could have just said it. You, the public. Slaves. We will tell you. Oh, okay. Wait, we will <laughs> we'll tell, tell you. you. When we uh, have a message for you, we will tell you. We will provide whatever information we can. <laughs> so you know how to protect yourselves, your families, and your communities. By looking out and ratting on them. Under the new two-tiered system. It's a two-tiered system. DHS will coordinate with other federal entities to issue formal, detailed alerts regarding information about a specific or credible terrorist threat. So specific or Maybe even a credible one. But as long as it's specific, it doesn't actually have to be credible. Words do matter, Lucy. These alerts will include a clear statement that an imminent threat or an eleva ele elevated threat is present. Ooh. The alerts also will provide a concise summary of the potential threat, information about actions being taken to ensure public safety. I, I love the precise summary. It'll be interesting when these started coming out. And recommended steps that individuals and communities can take. The new system reflects the reality. Yeah. We're all, here comes the be afraid slave segment. That we must always be on alert and be ready. Always be looking over your shoulder, be afraid, be very afraid. This is important, you're afraid. When we have information about a specific credible threat, we will issue a formal alert providing as much information as we can. As we want to lie about. Now, depending on the nature of the threat, the alert may be limited to a particular audience. <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to take a vodka ball shot here. All right, I'm better. Like law enforcement or a segment of the private sector, like shopping malls or hotels. <laughs> 
So we may only tell your shopping mall. We're not going to tell you, but the shopping mall will know. John, if if it wasn't bad enough, now mall cops, I got to be afraid of those fuckers? Uh, Mall cop. Paul Blart. Great movie, but too close to reality. (laughs) Great movie. It's a piece of crap. It's a great movie. Mall cop was a great movie, but that's how frightening it is. We got this mall cops now because they're on board with Lucy. Or the alert may be issued more broadly to the American people, distributed through a statement from the Department of Homeland Security. How will we distribute this, Lucy? By the news media. Uh huh. Ministry of Truth. And social media. Yeah, yeah we're going to put it on Twitter and Facebook. It's on, she has a Facebook page now, Department of Homeland Security. The alerts will be specific to the threat posed. They may recommend certain actions or suggest looking for specific suspicious behavior. Suspicious behavior. They will suggest looking for specific suspicious behavior. Yeah, whatever that means. Like um, doing internet radio shows. And they will have a specified end date. Let's clap on that. Yeah, let's clap for the end date. Yeah, that's great. Lucy. Woo! So today we're they beginning. Clapped. It. Yeah, no, she she made them clap. You can clap for that, for the end date. The end date may be two thousand thirty-five. Seems to be a new one uh, with Obama. They yeah, two thousand thirty-five is a, is a uh, code. A ninety-day implementation period in which federal, state, and local law enforcement. Uh, governments, private and non-profit uh, sector partners, airports and other transport hubs will officially transition to the new system, which flows actually from practice that has evolved over the past two years. Uh, yeah, like shouting at the slaves while they're standing in line. That's the practice you've had. Like, put your shoes in the bin. Take off your belt. Ah, no liquids. So this means that the days are numbered for those automated recordings at airports and uh, announcements about a bull. color code level. <laughs> uh, not gonna, wait a minute. She said there's not going to be any more automated reportings? No, about a color code level. Oh, I see. Yeah. That were too often accompanied by far too little practical information. Yeah, like laughter from everybody. So, as I said... The new National Terrorism Advisory System is built on the common sense belief. Common sense is another good one. Common sense belief? Yeah, common sense belief. It, it's, this is great. What does that mean? It means don't be a denier. It's common sense. That we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And that we wait, 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 wait. How does, that, how does common sense apply to that? That we're all in this together is common sense? John, are you trying to be denialist on me? Go on. I'm going to have to denounce you that you're a denialist. All have a role to play. And the system was actually developed in that same collaborative spirit. Oh, that's right. Someone asked me. It was largely the work of a bipartisan task force that included law enforcement, former mayors and governors, and members of the previous administration. Uh, Some of the members of the task force are here in the audience today. And I want to thank them and ask for a round of applause for the work that they did to bring us to this new level. Uh, And I decided not to uh, call them out by name by playing that clip because that would endanger their life. Uh, So, but there was more, unfortunately, about a minute more of this uh, hour and a half long uh, speech from Lucy uh, about uh, how bad the situation really is, John. Uh, uh-huh. ju- yeah, the situation is dire. It is really, I mean, you know that Al-Qaeda, 
is rampant in these United States of Gitmo Nation. We know that al-Qaeda and other groups sharing their terrorist ideology continue to... It's an ideology. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's an ideology. You know, that's like a brotherhood of Muslim, the Muslim Brotherhood. That's what she's, she's not saying it, but that's what she means. Increasingly, this is done through affiliates in places like Yemen and the Arabian (laughs) Peninsula. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. We're also dealing with threats (laughs) from terrorists who use the Internet and social media like Facebook. Yeah, like the Department of Homeland Security Facebook page. That's your terrorist right there. Spreading terror on people. The definition of a terrorist is what you are. And YouTube to reach vulnerable. And and those kittens on YouTubes. (laughs) They're reaching Piano playing cat. Cat peas on man's head is terrorism, I tell you. Individuals and inspire new recruits. They're inspiring people. Now, historically, our counterterrorism <laughs> efforts were based on the belief that we faced the greatest risk from attacks planned and carried out by individuals coming from abroad. But that just wasn't good enough because we need to have some, some, some money spent on the streets of Gitmo Nation America. But the arrests of an increasing number of U.S. persons. Yeah, I like this. U.S. persons. Who could they be, John? Do you have a list? Come on, you got the I'll list. I'll make one. Yeah, you got the list. You know what it is. It's all those guys from all those foreigners who tried to blow stuff, blow stuff up. On terror-related charges in the last two years means that we must move beyond that paradigm. That's right. These arrests include Najibullazazi, a legal permanent resident arrested in 2009 for plotting to attack the New York City subway system. They include Faisal Shahzad, a naturalized U.S. citizen who attempted to explode a car bomb near Times Square. Yeah, the the guy who couldn't actually make it explode because he didn't have anything that would blow it up. Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah, How many people did all these guys kill? Uh, let me think. None. Last year. Huh, and we've none. also had recent arrests in places like Portland, Oregon. Yeah, an arrest. Not a terrorist attempt. A sting operation. The kid dialed the number on his cell phone. Dallas, Texas, and right here in the Washington area. Woo. So today we operate under the premise that individuals prepared to carry out terrorist acts might already be in the country. In your neighborhood, slave! And could carry out such further acts of terrorist violence with little or no warning. <sighs> Don't worry, we'll tell you. So that was horrible, and I'm glad it didn't get a lot of news coverage because of uh, the script in Egypt. I think we, we should call it that. The script Some, in Egypt. That'd be a good one, yeah. yeah. That's for, I wonder how long this, this script in Egypt's going to play out. Well, they're going to move it to Jordan, and then they're going to move it to... It's got to be Sudan, because that's why Clooney's in the game. Because Clooney is then going to... I mean, I, th- I think... Clooney, they didn't tell Clooney, they didn't Clooney him in, why, why he had to do that satellite thing in Sudan, but I think it's going to happen in Sudan because, of course, we can't actually have uh, that uh, independent uh, southern Sudanese state. That would be no good for the oil trade up north. So uh, there's going to be a, a revolution uprising somehow, and uh, that'll be Clooney's new mission. I, I think we can almost safely call that, that that's going to happen. Uh. Um, I, I, there was something very interesting because you know, she mentions the underwear bomber. The underwear bomber is on trial in uh, in Detroit. Did you know? Yeah, that? after being in jail without yeah 
for that. over a year. Yeah. So um, this uh, Fox News station, local station in Detroit, uh, met with some... Oh, right, right. This is a great, great clip. You got the clip? Yeah, I got the clip. Clip's great. Met with a couple of passengers uh, who happened to be lawyers who were on that flight. Where bomber appears in federal court in Detroit. Umar Farouk Abdul-Matalab is accused of trying to blow up a plane over Detroit on Christmas Day 2009. Fox News' Amy Lang has more from outside federal court, where a trial date has now been set. Amy. Oh, by the way, it's a trial date, John. It's, it's a trial date. Yes, a trial date has been set, but it was actually more interesting to hear from a couple of the passengers who showed up here at court today who have a very interesting theory about what really happened. The U.S. government escorted him through security without a passport, and we believe gave him an intentionally defective bomb. Now, that sounds like a no-agenda listener right there, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we discussed this in great detail during a, the the. Uh, period in which it happened and we had a lot of clips from a lot of interesting characters who had witnessed the whole situation all of it kind of whitewashed and then but then they actually give these people credibility which is the amazing part it's a startling allegation from two local attorneys who were on board the 2009 christmas day flight to detroit when umar farouk abdul mutalib tried to blow up a bomb hidden in his underwear kurt and Lori haskell think the u.s government was behind the whole thing it was intentional then it went this far to further the war on terror to get body scanners in the airports uh, to increase the TSA's budget, to renew the Patriot Act, and whatever other reasons you want to list. The has- so, so these and these aren't, aren't two just schleps. They're lawyers. Yeah, that were on the flight. They were I know, on the this flight. guy, of course, no national play whatsoever. Of no. course, why would it? They're no. two crackpots. Yeah, crazy deniers. And this is a local news story in Detroit. Yeah. We have to thank our producers for pointing this one out to us. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think they're probably dead on. I mean, this is kind of what we concluded. Yeah, and this is uh, this is exactly the problem with the ministry. I mean, this kid was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could just look at him; he was dumb. Yeah, and then all the backstories that showed up about how everybody knew the CIA and all these people—they all knew about it, but nobody did anything because we weren't coordinated enough. We weren't sharing information. Every meme known to man was like played into this bogus event. Yeah, and then they still never explained away a couple of things. The people that they took out of the plane, and then they brought these weirdos in to talk to him, and then the and the guy filming the whole thing that was in the plane, which was witnessed by numerous people, and that's been completely w- was uh, pushed under the yeah, rug. Never seen that footage anywhere. Anyway, so uh, but speaking of Ministry of Truth, um, the uh, successor to uh, Robert Gibbs, who by the way has the worst case of herpes on his lip, it just don't, it won't go away. His genital <laughs> on his lip <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well, uh, he is kind of a dickhead but that's taking it a bit far perhaps bada bing uh so um jay carney former time magazine journalist uh has been announced as the new spokes hole for the white house he was also what's uh, his last name Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You mean as like a carnival guy? <laughs> That's the joke. Step right in. Hey, come on. Come on, little girl. Come on in. Only a quarter. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty bad. So the kicker, of course, uh, Carney, who was a Yale University graduate, uh, former Moscow correspondent for Time Magazine, also the magazine's Washington bureau chief through the 2008 presidential campaign, so he was way on board working for uh, the Obama campaign. 
He is uh, also married to Claire Shipman, a journalist for ABC News. Bang! Uh, Yet another ABC News connection. Those, those, oh, yeah. Those you guys ABC News thing is pretty funny to follow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. ABC News is and it's so incredibly compromised. They're all over the White House. The connections are just crazy. Talking about ABC News, did you, we didn't bring this up when we went, although I have a clip not on this. I didn't send you the clip, but I have it on a, somewhere. But the uh, remember during the after the Obama uh, speech last week, we didn't go over the fact that it seemed as if on ABC, Diane Sawyer was plastered. <laughs> she did come across pretty pretty plastered. It's hard to tell though sometimes. No, she I think she was cuz I was listening to her again on another thing later later in the week and I I think if you put them side by side she's she was obviously partying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and on the air. Hey, with with George Stephanopoulos. Hey, anyway, George. <laughs> warning drink to all up. you would be broadcasters out there. Don't drink. Don't, dr- don't drink and be on the air. It's not a yeah, good policy. No, not good. Never works. So, regarding um the genital uh General herpes on uh, Gibbs's lip. You know they're still trying to push the uh, the Gardasil on uh, on the kids, and they've come up with and and how do we how do we make turn something into news, John? I mean I'm, I know I'm just kind of asking you. We and, do a research. Yes, study. we do a study. So um, HPV apparently it doesn't only take place in uh, in the vagina. We all we all know now that it also takes place in the penis because we have to give little boys this thing as well. Uh, although that's relatively new, uh, then of course it is, it causes anal cancer. So it, now everyone has to have this shot. But now a worrisome uptick in the incidence of certain head and neck cancers among middle aged and even younger Americans, and some experts link the trend. This is, there's a, this, they're talking about HPV to a rise in the popularity of oral sex over the past few decades. Thank you, Bill Clinton. And, and I read this, I'm like, you're telling me that in all of humanity, we now have uh, a worrisome uptick uh, of certain head and neck cancers, certain, that would be HPV, the human papillomavirus. You'll get it. Papillomavirus. Because of a, popul- a rise in popularity of oral sex over the past few decades, according to the University of Wisconsin School of Medicine and Public Health in Madison. Do you think they get any funding from the Gardasil people? Huh, I wonder. Did you look it up? A 2000, it gets better. A 2007 study in the New England Journal of Medicine found that younger people with head and neck cancers, this is the New England Journal of Medicine, who tested positive for oral HPV infection, we're more likely to have had multiple oral sex partners in their lifetime. What are they trying to do to us here? Shoot you up. No, they're trying to discourage oral sex. The researchers also reported that cancers of the tonsil and the base of the tongue have been increasing every year since 1973 and wrote that, quote, widespread oral sex practices amongst adolescents may be a contributing factor in this increase. Maybe. They got no evidence that this could be caused by uh, high fructose corn syrup, for all we know, which has also been increasing, if you haven't noticed. And also the use of soy oil has been increasing, if you haven't noticed. And people eat more hot chilies, which seems to be kind of an irritant. No, I know. This is bull crap. It's clear what it is. Hot pockets. That's where it's coming from. 
It's just it's just amazing that these stuff. The New England Journal of Medicine, man. This is it's, it's so it's disgusting how this is being pushed onto people. These vaccines that you really it's no, no science in on whether you need it or not. And 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 in Gitmo Nation Low, just to say with the vaccine theme for a second, Gitmo Nation Lowlands. They have the, I think we talked about this. They have this Q fever, which it comes from goats. Apparently, it was a while back, right? But but you know, a lot of people died. Like ten, fifteen people died from this, and thousands got sick. This That's year, right, more than the terrorists have done. It was <laughs> in two thousand seven. Four thousand people uh, got the Q fever um, in Gitmo Nation Lowlands last year. Ten people died of Q fever-related diseases. I'm translating loosely here, but you know how they always say that. Flu-like illness <clears throat> could have been everything. So now uh, they have uh, started vaccinating uh, people in risk groups of dying of the Q fever, which comes from... Again, goat farmers. Yeah, goat farmers. <laughs> no, uh, only people with heart problems. And uh, they say specifically, look, look, uh, look. The vaccine has not been tested. It has not been certified, but we're going to start vaccinating people anyway. What? Yes. The, na- the, the National Health Service in Gitmo Nation Lowlands literally says, okay, look. Look, slaves. Look. Look. Let me be clear. We need to vaccinate you. If you have any problem with your heart, if you have had any previous problems with your heart, you're going to get vaccination. We have not tested this. It's not been certified, but we think it's important you get this. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? This is Dr. A. Klink. His name actually is Dr. Klink, Klink yeah. Colonel Klink? K-L-I-N-K. He's, uh, he's the guy that, that uh, is in charge of all this stuff. So, so they're just playing with us again. Of course. It's, <laughs> but the Dutch don't know it because they've never seen Hogan's Heroes. So they don't know about uh, Colonel Klink. But they're playing with us. But isn't that amazing? Not certified, has not been tested, but we think we should vaccinate you anyway. Sick people. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So before we take our break, since you talked about research, I do have a research clip. Oh, nice. Oddball research. Uh, This is is one of those things where you go, wow, gee, I would have never figured this one out. There is a new study out about TV news and attractive anchors and reporters. (laughs) Let me guess. Now, it's real, although I'm not sure it's 100% scientific. They never say that about uh, blowjobs uh, giving you uh, throat cancer. They never say, I'm not sure it's real. I mean, could be wrong. Two researchers from Indiana University set out to see if pretty, sexy TV anchors and reporters would attract more male viewers. So, <laughs> basically, here's the outcome. The more attractive the female anchors, the more attention men pay. Uh-huh. But the less they remember of what the news was actually about. <laughs> Women, on the other hand, were able to retain the content of the stories. <laughs> I have no comeback. That is the clip of the week. You win, yes. hands down. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we don't remember a word they said. <laughs> what? What? What did you say? I don't uh, know. Yeah, what? Uh, huh? uh, do you, yeah, what? Do you, do you think actually like the information might get in though? It might. <sighs> I think these guys are more going. Wow. I wonder if she. I wonder if she'd uh, date me. <laughs> what if I have a shot? <laughs> I wonder if she's wearing any panties. Uh, 
What's it? What's the? What's the girl? Ke- Megan Kelly. <laughs> Megan. Is that her name? Megan. Megan Kelly. Is that her name? From oh, Fox? that's your favorite. Yeah, yeah, I like her. There's actually another one that's like showing her. up as a substitute here and there that isn't one, getting a lot one. Of play. What are you talking about? Well, one. Okay, there's they're, dozens, they're but there's everywhere. one in particular I think is it has a lot of potential. There's a bunch of women over at CNBC too. The same thing, dude. They, they they've got them showing up everywhere, and you know they're smart. This is the horrible thing. Yeah, a lot of them have two degrees. Yeah. Boy, like, wow. <laughs> then they're smart. Where do they keep these women? In the studio? Know. Do they put them in a closet and lock them up? I never see them. They're never in my life. I mean, I got one. You don't see them walking and wandering around. They're not wandering around. They're not bumping into them at cocktail Too parties. Studying. They're not bumping into them at cocktail parties. That's for sure. So we we may not be the cutest guys, but we do think. Well, actually, I think. We're doing okay in that department. We don't look so cute on the the uh, no agenda challenge point. Uh, oh, the new one, yeah, yeah. We don't look so good there. I know. We, that's a, it's well, you know, these things happen. That's all right. And uh, sometimes you just got a bad shot. So let's take a uh, some do some call out thank yous. Well, well let me finish my thought. So we may oh. not look so cute, uh, but we do think that some of the information stays with you. And ah. uh, right. Right? Oh, yeah. Good, good, com- good, good, good segue. Back. Yeah, good segue. Beautiful. And I stepped on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Nap for humanity. Time for your nap for humanity, everybody. Napforhumanity.com. As we uh, thank some people who are helping this program. Uh, Alan uh, Gildea in Bangor Down, UK, $111.11. Sean Connolly, or I should say Sir Sean Connolly of Naperville, Illinois. This $111. This is for Adam's crazy birth year plus age scheme from the last show. Adam, you want to reiterate that? Yes. Uh, it, this is how it works. 1111 uh, uh, is a big number this year. We've got all kinds of 11111 dates. And also, uh, if you take the last two digits of your birth year, so I was born in 1964, so you take 64, and you add that to the age you will be this year, uh, and I will be uh, 40, wow, am I already 46? Yeah, I'll be 47 this year, God, Uh, if that equals 111, then you need to donate. Now, you don't have to donate $111, but you could get on board our $11.11 a month program, which a lot of people are actually uh, taking advantage of uh, in this very special year. So if that uh, applies to you, then uh, good karma if you jump on board one of our 11.11 programs. Right. And he also says, go Packers. (laughs) Well, Uh, he was doing okay until then. uh, I'm I'm actually, I say that I hope they win too. So who's in the Super Bowl now? The Pittsburgh Steelers yes. and the uh, Green, Green Bay, Bay very small little town Packers. And the Green Bay Packers are interesting because they're the only publicly traded NFL team. You can buy a couple of shares of their stock. Oh, who, and put uh, it in now, do either of those teams have that crazy quarterback you told me about? Uh, oh, Roethlisberger. I don't know. I think I told you, told you about him. He's a big 260-pound guy that runs yeah, real yeah, fast. Yeah. Is and he with, the Green, Bay? Is he with the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, he's, he's a monster. He's yeah. like a, he's like right. a golem. Yeah, or the Packers are going to win. No, I just, right. I, I just got, I got the message. Uh, Packers are going to win. They have to win because they're uh, from a small town. It's Main Street. Uh, you know, I have to show the little and, guy can win. And I got the real kicker on why they're going to win if we're going to go with that theory that these games are rigged. Oh, of course it's rigged. What's Their the theory? colors are green. green. Yes, very good. 
So That's we have right. to have a green team win this right. year. So people just because you know, have you seen the NBC logo recently? Yeah, what color is? Yeah, green. Green. It's green. Yeah, green. Good. Stephen Hahn, hundred dollars. He's from Groningen, uh, Netherlands. Groningen. Uh, tight. First big donation. I've been listening to this stream all day, cleaning up the house after my ex girlfriend finally moved out. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> finally moved. Finally, out. the bitch is gone. Not big on cash, ATM, as I got to bring up the pay for the house all by myself. I got to pay for the house all by myself now. Better times ahead. Yeah, let me get give the guy. Some, yeah, give some, some karma. karma for that. Hell yeah, definitely. You've got <laughs> karma. That's right. Well, when she finally leaves, then it's, that, then it's good, good for you right there. That's good karma right off the bat. Well... Grab Yulan, a name he goes by, in uh, Haim, Israel. Don't try, try to pronounce my name. Just call me Grab Yulan. In the morning from the Banana Republic of Gitmo Nation Falafel, <laughs> I, I want to call Douchebag on LSI's CEO, Abi Tool Walker, and his henchman, Paul Bullinger, oh. for sh- <laughs> for shutting our branch down with no apparent reason. Huh. Let's only do... Okay, I'm not going to go into the douchebag uh, 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 etiquette. Uh, seven years of really good work down the drain, but I got some money out of it, so here's part of it. At first, I wanted to send you some salamis, but then decided just to send cash. <laughs> thank you, and may I also thank uh, Guy, uh, another uh, listener from Israel. Israel. See, I've got the pronunciation on Israel. Uh, Guy was uh, very nice to send us a, an emergency a stash of uh, OB, still not available in uh, Gitmo Nation, United States. Yeah, that was actually very nice of him. Anyway, he donated 9999, and he wants to do a callback to Adam's famous Niner times 4 call. Absolutely. Grebulon from Israel. Niner, 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 Niner. Thank you so much. Aaron Heath, St. Agnes, South Australia. Uh, in the morning, John and Adam just moved from Australia to Glasgow. Oh, he's in Scotland now. And I have a job interview lined up for Saturday. The donation is good for the donation is good for karma and to de-douche myself as I've listened for over two years without donating. Sorry it took so long, but hey, I was a douche. I'm going to try and uh, do a, a de-douching karma at the same time. You've been de-douched, karma. Hey, that was pretty good. Yeah, I, I I think that's a that's a keeper. Yeah, well, if I can remember how to do it. Our Vienna uh, friend uh, Armin Breuer. Hi, John and Adam. Here's some uh, cash to just stop Adam from saying hinterland. Hinterland. The words he's looking for is actually Heimatland. Heimatland. It doesn't sound as good. But that's not actually the one that the Nazis used either. That would be Vaterland. Yes, we know that the father's Vaterland. land. Yeah, land of the father's that. John, are you? I'm concerned, my friend. Uh, no, I had to, no. What I have is this lingering cough. You, know, from you this have cold. whooping cough, and I think everybody, you should get your, I, the whole family, had whooping cough, and I still have it. I think you should get yourself vaccinated at Rite Aid. It's a little late. I need some of the karma that to get out of a sticky social situation. Last time I requested karma, it kicked in within hours. Seriously. <laughs> okay, so here's hoping the bitch moves out of your house too, dude. No problem. What? You've got <laughs> karma. Well, you know that's what the problem is. Oh, it must be. Yeah, st- a sticky social situation. Sticky social situation. Yeah, Either that or say no more. Or he's got relatives that moved in with him. Yeah, okay, could also be bad. Yeah. Stephen Nelson, Denver, Colorado, double nickels on the dime. Uh, enjoying the no agenda stream, missing the Dvorak interlude, which comes and goes. You know, Vision you, Entertainment. You know, excuse me. I think you, we we really could do with a uh, Dvorak interlude. You know, we have 
so many cool shows running now. Yeah, okay, I can do another. I got another one in the can. Okay, good. Mark uh, Marcus Couch, Aliso Viejo, California. Hey, is that Marcus, our very own uh, earthquake machine Marcus? Yes. I don't know. He wants a karma request. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, I mean, I'm going to give him massive karma. Mar- Marcus, bend over. Here it comes. Woohoo! You've got karma. Okay, one last, uh, one more. Marcus Hopefully. is special karma for my friend Marcus. Zach, Sacramento, Sacto. Uh, I need karma. Sending this in is before I, I find out if I get a job. I send in a small donation before the interview as well. I'm putting a no together, no agenda karma to the test. Okay, here we go. Stop. You've got karma. Did you miss? Uh, did you miss Jacob? I think you skipped over. No, Jacob. Uh, uh, oh, I did. Sorry, Jacob. Uh, sorry, Jacob. Uh, Levent, 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 Levent. Hey, you two. say Levent, I say Levent. He's in Great Neck, New York. Craig Jones in Danville, Pennsylvania, $50. Fernando I- Inez, Annette, Yanez. 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 Los Angeles. Uh, I want to, for a job interview this past Thursday, waiting on the word back from the company and need some karma sent my way. Yeah, not a problem, man. We'll hand out to you. You've karma. Got day, karma. Uh, karma's important, and it's crazy <laughs> enough, it seems to work. Now we have a birthday shout out from Moxie from Cary, North Carolina, for Nick the Rat. Yeah, I was I was going to do the birthday thing, but now you've blown it. Well, it says right here. I was just reading. Marco Brandao, uh, in some place in Spain, Arara Carrara. Arara. It, says, it says United States. What is that? Well, this is, I guess his PayPal account's from Spain. Uh, when you say my name, just use the short version, Marco. Brandau. Brandau. Yeah, that's what I said. Right. Otherwise, the full version is quite long and unspeakable. So is the city. <laughs> yeah. Ro- Robin Durden, or Durden, Durden, I think it's Durden. It's not quite spelled like Tyler yeah. Durden. Maybe a relation. Hoboken, New Jersey, $50. And that's ah, our group. Hoboken. Hoboken, home of uh, Frank Sinatra. Hoboken. Yeah, One Hoboken. of the best. When you say my name, I'm sorry, what am I doing? Yeah. Anyway, Hoboken is one of the great places to visit. All right, let me uh, do this for a second. It's your birthday, birthday, on no agenda. It's very nice of Moxie to uh, donate some cash, because we don't need blankets, and uh, do that for uh, Nick the Rat, one of our artists who uh, often makes art for the No Agenda Show album art. Happy birthday. Uh, his birthday is celebrated on 2-2-2011. Happy birthday from your friends here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah! Just got a couple quick things uh, that were just lingering. Uh, and before you say those things, I want to mention you can go to Dvorak.org slash N-A and channeldvorak.com slash N-A to help us out for the next show or join the 274 Club. Uh, I'm just looking. Uh, oh, we actually had all these. We, uh, you know, I, I'm always like, I got some. There was a forgotten karma, I think. Uh, no, 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 there was right. There was somebody. Radu, I think Radu. There had, was somebody that sent us a thing. I sent a copy. Well, Radu, of it. Rad, Radu donated fifty dollars fifty cents. So I'm broke. That's all I could afford. If you can, uh, it's not for me. It's for everyone who can afford donating. Oh, so this was his missing text. Awesome show. I decided to give in and donate $50.50 because that's all I can afford. I'm broke, but if you can spill some karma over. Uh, You've got karma. It would be appreciated. It's not for me. It's for everyone who can't afford donating but are in need of your godly karma. Well, it's not mine. 
It's just it comes out of the little karma box. Uh, it may yeah, we appear have, we have a button to the karma yes, box. It may appear dilutive being spread out to so many unfaithful, but it's better than nothing. Best of luck with your show uh, from Radu. And uh, he wants to know if uh, my middle name Clark is with it just K or K E, and that is uh, it is. Well, that's a good question. Yeah, just a K. It is not with a K E. It'd be British if it was K E. Yes. So, um, oh, we've got uh, some news from our friends. Monsanto. Are we going to do our birthday? Did you do? You did the birthday. Jeez, Louise. Do we have a night? No. We do. No, I don't think we. No, no night. No, I'm looking at the list. No. Right. No nighting? No, we have, uh, no, Sir Stephen, uh, we still have to wait for the 33rd donor of the correct amountage. All right, okay. Right. So, um, <clears throat> Whole Foods um, has jumped on board with a number of other so-called organic uh, retailers. So, we've got Whole Foods Market, Organic Valley, and Stonyfield Farm. They're all kind of, uh, they're like products and retailers at the same time. And they've sent a, a note to their customers. Now, I'm a customer of uh, the Whole Foods. Or as you we, are? Yes, or as we say in Los Angeles, the whole paycheck. And, um, of course, uh, in this email, and there's a link to it in the show notes, noagendashow.com, they pr- proclaim their support for seed purity and organics. But Ooh. basically said to the USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture, um, that they feel it's okay to approve the conditional deregulation of genetically engineered herbicide-resistant alfalfa, which we brought up on this show. Uh, Which, of course, makes you wonder what else is going on with the Whole Foods. It's a big scam. The big, big, big scam. They're all in bed with these guys. And that's it. I didn't have anything else. That was it? Yeah, well, that's enough. I got the email that they're saying, yeah, go ahead. Uh, We're on board with your genetically engineered alfalfa. Yeah, I don't like the idea of that. No, of course not. It's crazy. Let's do some magic numbers. 33 arrested on illegal immigrant charges. Mm, I don't know. A quarterly cash dividend uh, for Arthur J. Gallagher and co. increased 33%. uh, 3% to uh, $0.33 per share. That was just nice. Um... What does Arthur J. Gallagher Co. do? Let's take a look. I want to point out this 33 thing that we've been doing while he looks this up, which is the... uh, Insurance insurance brokerage and risk management services. Okay, they've got something fishy. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, we had a number of, uh, listeners, oh, that's bull crap. You can look up 16 and find the number all the time. And, and of course, one of our listeners did actually some real research when he, he did a, 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 a he didn't do a complete, uh, scatter graph, but it turns out the 33 is a little more important than these other numbers that crop up. Sure. They do every, but every number crops up. But the point is, is where they crop up. If you see 33 cropping up in areas like Haiti or, or, or some fishy area like Sudan or showing up here and there in, in world hot spots and the number shows up, we uh, have decided that it's, it's probably code for, for somebody. Mission accomplished. You know, mission accomplished or, or here we are or this, don't worry about this or there's something. We don't know. We have no idea. All we know is this number crops up in peculiar places. Now, why it would crop up for this particular company, uh, I, I'm immediately... Uh, is a, is well, a also, risk- the, the 33 cents per share increase, the dividend. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, we did a good job on that deal. Here's your uh, 
or, or there's a deal coming up or sure. keep an eye on us or whatever <laughs> yeah, we do, yeah, you something. do it too. Um, BP looks like uh, the compensation they paid out or they will pay out of which uh, they can be, they think there's probably 7,000 bogus claims. Uh, what number could that total, John? I don't know. 33 million? 3.3 billion. 3.3 billion, okay. You know, that's got to be code. And then yeah. a lot of people send me this uh, note about the the Disney Club 33. Oh, yeah, I've been to Club 33. What is that? If it's a place I'm thinking of, it's there's a private club <laughs> it's in the Dis- strippers. <laughs> club no, there's a private club in the Disneyland uh, Park in Los Angeles. That is, uh, I can tell you how to get there if you're roaming around. It's a uh, if you're in the uh, near near the if you if you're headed toward the haunted house, there's a little area. It's like a New Orleans kind of a bogus New Orleans area. And there's a little right. alley you can go right. into it, and there's a, a a weird locked door with a light over it that I think it says 33 over the top. Not absolutely sure. Sometimes there's a guy standing out in front, uh, and you can go in there. They have a special. Actually, the, a, it's a little private restaurant. They have a lot of events there. Cool. So uh, that's not evil, is what you're saying? It's just cool. It might be, and most of the time, I mean, I've never been there where they had an evil meeting. They're certainly propagating the meme though, with like secret door and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, 30, maybe there's something it's going a on. Magical there. number. It's a magical number. Um, so I spoke with two people in New York this past week, and um, and of course they've had uh, really crazy weather. It's snowing. They've had <laughs> more. <laughs> And uh, now there's two people. One person who I know only by reputation. She's a consultant. She's worked for you know, big uh, media companies. And then uh, another a guy who I've known for 25 years, also a consultant, works for uh, big media companies. And uh, I speak to them independently of each other. And in both, uh, you, know, uh, you know, they say like, well, how's the weather out there in Los Angeles? I don't rub it in. I bet you're really enjoying the sunshine. And that's exactly how they sound, by the way. That's what New Yorkers sound like in general. Yeah, and I say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, global warming is really benefiting us. Uh, how you doing there? And both without missing a beat. You know, I got to tell you, anyone who does who can now does not think that climate change is an issue is an idiot. It's so obvious. Look at what's happening here. I'm like, I'm like, really? <laughs> You're really gonna? T- yes. Don't you understand that the Arctic ice is melting? And that's why it's so cold here. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, it must be the basic uh, milieu. But it is, it, this is out of control. So, so it, The door has opened. <laughs> the door has opened. So, but, you know, the, the, they haven't even done the science on this, but they've propagated the meme ahead of the science. In fact, they, they're getting an expedition ready to go to the Arctic to find out, you know, what's happening with this ice. And, um, of course, it's, it's, it's more like ocean currents that are flowing differently. But this meme has already spun. Now, I couldn't get the clips because I watched uh, the last half of the Bill Maher show on Friday. Oh, my God. This was unbelievable. It was the whole thing. And Rachel Maddow, she was like standing up is how angry she was. Because, you know, there was one guy on the on the panel. He was like, well, you know, this is kind of like weird, you know, that it was global warming first and then it was climate change. And, you know, the science is always in. So he was kind of saying what we're saying, like, you know, well, the science isn't always in. 
And they got Bill Maher and Rachel Matt, they got so angry that you're an idiot, you're a denier, denialist. It just went yeah. over and over and over. And like, are we on the losing end of this thing, John? Are, are, I mean, is it just over? I mean, now that everyone's witnessing this, I wish that these stupid Republicans, which we're not, by the way, we're just plain old denounceable denialists. I wish these stupid Republicans would understand the difference between climate and weather. Yeah, the, the, they brought that one back into the game. So, so here's, here's an answer for you. If you were so great at predicting climate, which, by the way, is a, what, what a conservatively, a hundred billion dollar business, John? Conservatively? Uh, yeah, it's a scam. Multi-hundred billion dollar business. Um, don't you think that if you could predict the weather for like tomorrow, that you would be the richest man on the planet? Don't you think you would be the richest man on the planet if you could predict the weather for yeah, tomorrow or people, next yeah. week or next week? I'm not talking about 2035. Well, they did develop a computer program that could predict the weather accurately for the next day, but it takes, 20, it takes 48 hours to run the program. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, so, but this, is, this is my point to people who call me a denialist. It's like, well, if your science is so great... Why not just tell me what the weather's going to be tomorrow? Can't you just tell me? Don't tell me that it's going to warm up and then it's not. If you know so well what the, what's happening, what happened 100,000 years ago and what will happen 50 years from now, would you please tell me what the weather's going to be like tomorrow? If you can do that and you're right, I'm, I'm with your science. I'm on board. It's my well, new, it's my have, new there's an point. argument against that, too. I don't have it at the tip of my tongue, but I've heard it before. I prefer the argument, which is, I think, a little more uh, appropriate, is that if you're so serious about this and you think that CO2 is this problem that, uh, to the extreme that, it, that you say it is. Kill yourself. Why are you doing <laughs> cap and trade? Why don't you just cap? Why don't you just shut your trap? So well, there's no. Why don't you just take a nap? That's what I'm. So, that's that's going to be one of. Well, by the way, we should probably be on board because we, if we have this nap uh, for humanity scam going, we we got to shut up and be on board. From now on, it's like, you know there's what? Money in it. We're helping with our. We nap might get for, the, some huge funding from someone for our nap, na- for nap for humanity program. We are way on board with that. So I, you know, um, I completely agree. Yeah, the science is... got into these debates with these people. Yeah. This, I just throw the cap thing out because it's... Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, but it it, that, that, that's such a hotbed. I like it. I, I think it's better. You know, I'm just going to shut up now. It's like, you know, you're right. And that's why we started NAP. Well, that's actually what most people who actually, you know... I mean, I've said this story before, but there's a lot of people that, that are in the business of climate... And they just don't won't argue it because they say it's just you know it's it's it's, it's not really about science it's politics yeah it's it's and it, you the, have the Rachel Maddow the great science genius that she is and Bill Maher a stand up comic you know defending the science I mean give me a break I mean how come uh, Dyson the you know the great physicist he thinks is bogus you mean the vacuum cleaner guy. No, not that one. <laughs> he, to me, is a hero. I love his Dyson ball. You have I one? That, no, no, I can't well, afford it. I'm not much of a fan. I'm a fan because I've, have you used his uh, hand blow dryer at the airport? Have you seen the Dyson hand blow dryer? Yeah, I've seen him. I don't like drying my hands at the airport. I want a towel. I want a paper towel. I don't want to be <laughs> I'm blowing it with hot air on my hands. Uh, that's the opening clip. I want a paper towel. 
John, it's it's awesome. You stick your yeah, hands in for like two right seconds, here. like, and it's done. The Dyson uh, thing is great. No, I think it's awesome. Paper towel. And the other thing about, you know, in a lot of bathrooms, of course, lot, now I don't want to get into this in too much detail, but a lot of people don't like grabbing the bathroom door handle. Because, oh, no, I never do. That's why I want the paper towel. You're well, right. that's why you want the paper towel. You take the paper towel and you, you grab the bathroom door handle. That's why there's a lot of, there's always a waste basket right by the door. And then you grab the door, you open it up, and you throw the paper towel. This is for hand sanitization, of course. I mean, so, you don't. Let me ask you a question. When uh, there's no paper towel, when it is a uh, a Dyson blower or other blower, how do you open the door? Well, generally speaking, the only time I find a Dyson blower is in the airport where there's no door. Mm. You just walk in and walk out. But uh, uh, well, how do I do? How would I do it if I'll, I was like concerned? I would. I sometimes just grab the handle. I don't care. I'll go. You know, I'm not worried about it. But if I was go- if I was if I was fearful because of the nature of the bathroom, I would probably use my pinky finger of my left hand to open the right. door. <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Why? Is it? It's like that's the one that will least come in contact with anything else. It will not get contaminated. I shall use the pinky of my left hand. That's so funny. I bet you there's a whole bunch of guys who are going like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. that too. I thought I was the only one who did that. <laughs> nope. No, you just like us, boy. You just it's like us. It's a logical thing to do. So you have time for some real news before we move on? Yeah, we've got tons of time for that. We love it. And now, back to real news. I've been waiting for this clip all day. Well, we got, well but first, let's get through the real, the, the, the basic. Let's take the big chunks out of the way by playing the extra, yeah. extra promo. Yeah, we got to understand what's happened. Here we go, everybody. Ambulance to the ER. Charlie's first words, I'm not dying. Shane tells our source inside his hospital room exactly why he called 911. The latest on his health crisis after a wild all-night party. John Travolta, the new godfather. New video from his dinner with John Gotti Jr. Travolta set to play the Teflon Don. James Franco as his son. President Obama trapped in the snow. Katie Couric pushing a Maserati in Central Park. The East Coast buried in a blizzard. There were these beautiful snow sculptures out there. And it was the audience. This weather did not stop Wendy Williams. (laughs) Julia's gotcha surprise for Ellen. What Julia confessed about the real Beverly Hills housewives. Plus, Kelsey Grammer's new divorce tell-all. Will he give in to Camille's new $10 million demand? Plus, American Idol turns into American Cry-Off. What do you think about all the tears this season? Extra, extra, extra! Woohoo! <laughs> I'm up to date. That's now great. you're all caught up. And this time you actually knew who half of these people were. Well, it's interesting because I have identified two mob-related stories which uh, fall under the heading of... Uh, Another tale of the Hollywood Whackers. <laughs> so Travolta's going to... Uh, what was that? He's going to play uh, Gotti? John Gotti. And uh, James Caan, uh, I think he, uh, he posted bail for one of those New York mobsters. For Andrew Russo, one of those guys that was picked up. Really? Yeah. He says, uh, I- I'd known Andrew since 1972s. I've, uh, I, when I played in the, in the Godfather, 
I knowed him. He played, uh, Khan, of course, played in The Godfather. And uh, so he tried to post bail. <laughs> you don't think there's a connection between the mob and Hollywood, do you? I mean, it's huh, just... Well, it's, getting, it's sure looking that way. <laughs> but they've got, at least, you know, at least they've got some projects coming up. That's good. That's all, it's always yeah. important. And, of course, uh, the news, this is overshadowing everything. Revolution, schmevolution. Charlie Sheen is in rehab, dude. Who cares about anything else? Yeah, it's pretty weird. And, and, well, the, and the, the big best, thing... The best is people are going, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I told you so. I told you that Sheen was up to no good. So the be- the thing, the Showbiz Tonight show on HLN, which is actually a, a branch of CNN, they had, I, t- I swear to God, they d- dedicated a 50 minutes to this phony baloney uh, creation they did, uh, this Gaga versus Bieber. Play this clip. The big question of supremacy still remains in the supremacy. battle of Gaga versus Bieber. And that brings us to our showbiz flashpoint, Gaga versus Bieber. Who's the bigger star? Battle of the megastars begin now. And the first battleground today, of course, has to be Facebook. They were both very involved with this. Bieber won the honor of being the most mentioned name on Facebook. But Gaga has more Facebook fans than any living person. So, Rachel, off to you first. Do you think in this instance, who can claim the Facebook frontier? Is it Gaga? Is it Bieber? <laughs> I'm crying. It ends right there. Is it Gaga? Is it Bieber? That's cr- I've been wonder- wondering cr- that myself. Is it Gaga or is it Bieber? <laughs> that, I mean, yes. That's the only answer. Yes is the answer. I could yeah, I could have gone on and on with more clips about this, but it, I think you get the point. It's ridiculous. And this is why... Even though we are the country that invented Facebook, the country that invented Twitter, this is why we will not go to the streets. We will not take to the streets and call for the heads of our government, call for them to leave, have signs that say, game over, get out, we're not going back to work, we're standing here, we're going to bring down Wall Street, we're not going to take it anymore. The reason why is because we're too befuddled over the question, Gaga or Bieber? That's what's wrong with this country. Yeah, well... Do you think it's fixable? No, I don't think it's fixable. I, I, I hope it's how, not how fixable. We'll be out of a show. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd gladly give up the show if it was fixed. I mean, isn't, yeah. that, isn't that amazing? Uh, all these... It's getting worse. It's the, the likelihood of it getting fixed is zero. I mean, it, this is worsening. I mean, the fact that Pierce Morgan would bring the Kardashians on, and now we judge his... His show overall by how they how well they didn't do. I mean, is we, we ourselves are part of the problem. I mean, because we did that. I mean, you did it. I did it. Uh, I paid attention to that too. I looked at the numbers, and the fact of the matter is, who wh- the, the guy? This guy shouldn't be on the air. The Kardashians shouldn't be on the air. Why is them together? Why are we making any sort of judgment based on the results of the two of them colliding? I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry about that. I jumped the gun. Uh, they got something cool going on. Uh, just if I can go around Gitmo Nation, then uh, do, you, do you have any spe- anything specific you need to bring up? Because I, I just no, got I'm some, good. I'm I, good I, to go. I'm I, ready to stop the show. They're <laughs> no, not done with the show yet. I got a couple of loose pieces that we uh, need to pull together. Uh, Gitmo Nation East Manchester Airport have uh, <laughs> have a new take on uh, Securite. They've got uh, uh, 2D. Uh, well, they say it's hol- the reports is holograms, but it's really there's like a cardboard cutout of a security officer 
and then they project a face onto it, and uh, they actually have some video. I, I, you don't get the full effect without seeing the video, but here is the security officer on a cardboard cutout, looking like a it's supposed to look like a hologram. Uh, at Manchester Airport. Welcome to Manchester Airport. You are now approaching the security area. If you are carrying any liquids, creams, gels or paste, please see my colleague in the preparation area. You gotta see this young. It's it's amazing. So they've they've you know the the person that in America normally just screams at you to put your stuff in the bin. Now they've got uh in uh in, at Manchester Airport a li- robot. Yeah. Like, well, like a cardboard cutout robot, though. Yeah, this is like if you've been to the Haunted House ride, which I mentioned earlier, in Disneyland, they have these uh, heads, these headstones on, on, in the graveyard that you go by in the ride, and they project faces onto them, right. and it looks like they're, in their, they're talking and, and singing, and it, it actually looks pretty interesting. I mean, it looks like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's, that's what this is. It's just basically a Disney gi- a gimmick. It's a Disney gimmick. Uh, Gitmo Nation Osmond Brothers, better known as Utah, uh, they're the first ones. You know, we've had the, the the drone in Florida, which of course is pales in comparison by uh, something much smarter and much cheaper they're doing in Utah. And uh, they're questioning, of course, uh, if this is good for the citizens. Uh, I think it's great. Well, Ogden will soon have a new crime fighting tool. A, bl- a tool, John. Always a tool. Pick, when it's a tool. Blimp. A blimp. The city tool. worked with Weber State University to develop unmanned aerial surveillance. Fox 13's Eric Vaughn is live with why a dirigible was the top choice. Hey, a dirigible? Isn't it dirigible? I think you can say dirigible. Okay. Well, uh, but but you're telling me they have a small little remote control blimp oh, it's not like small. the ones you can buy at the toy store? It's not small. It's not small. They got pictures of it. It's uh, They got the dimensions here. Uh, but first, uh, the stupid reporter who's standing on the street for no apparent reason uh, has to say, thank you for saying dirigible because uh, I'm, I couldn't say that. Hey, Max, nice job saying that. That's why I didn't want to say it. See? That's um, why I didn't want to say it. And, and by the I'm way... I'm too stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically, the mayor of Ogden is saying that it's a blimp is cheaper than a small helicopter or a fixed-wing airplane. They say that it, this blimp can also hover in one place, say, for example, over a parking lot where there may have been a rash of break-ins and they might need some of that surveillance. The blimp that Weber State designed in Ogden was on its police force doesn't look like the typical fat blimp. It's shaped like a cigar. It's 52 feet long and 4 feet wow. wide. Yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. 52 feet by 4 feet. So it's not, it's not really wide, but listen what this thing's got. Cameras are mounted on it and give a really clear <coughs> view of what's happening on the ground. Weber State Center of Aeronautical Innovation has been testing their creation and says it's perfect for police work. The blimp can hover in place, can pivot, or it can pursue. Its top speed is 40 miles per hour. It becomes a deterrent when people know that there's something watching you and following you. Hey! <laughs> it becomes a deterrent. Yeah, just so you know, when, when you know something's watching you, then you don't commit crime. People this behave is disgusting. Now listen, 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 listen to him, listen to him. And, we've, and there's good data behind that. Yeah, there's good... Oh, i got to play that again. You stepped on it. Listen to this. Know that there's something watching you and following you. People behave differently, and we've and there's good data behind that to show that that people don't commit crimes when they know they're being watched. There you go. That's the entire system. When really? You, yeah. Well, how does that explain what just happened in Oakland last week? <laughs> which is that uh, the camera crew from KGO went into East Oakland to do an interview, and two guys came up and mugged them <laughs> and stole the camera. 
and knocked the reporter to the ground. This is about as being watched as you can be, and ran off with the camera. And then the follow-up story was the uh, the reporter or the uh, station KGO. They said, "Well, uh, the camera is going to be very difficult to do to sell or use because it's very specialized." <laughs> I'm thinking. What? Hey, sell it to me. Yeah, really. I'll take it for twenty bucks. I mean, you can go buy some crap. This is a, a broadcast quality camera. Every <laughs> half the people in San Francisco know how to use one. Yeah, it rocks. How do you how do you think we get our cameras? Jeez. Uh Haiku Herman uh in Gitmo Nation United States. Wait a minute, States hold on your... a second about the blimp. Right, I'm done so, with that. I'm beyond it. Well, I guess gotta say one thing. Do they not know that there's especially in you places states like Utah? That there are people with uh, high-powered rifles this and was, scopes. This was my thought. I'm like, if that thing's floating by my place, I'm like, I'm like taking it out. You go behind a window in a dark room and you open the window. They can't see. I don't care how good the blimp's camera is. And you take the blimp out. There's no way that they can track where the bullet, because the bullet's just going to go right through the blimp, right? Not often. God knows where it's going to end well, it, up. It has a little, uh, little propellers on the back and on the side. Yeah, I'm looking know, at a picture it. of it now. Yeah. So you can, I think the cool thing would be to take the propeller out. Well, you just, yeah, well, I think you're hitting the, well, actually, I think hitting the main body of it so it would deflate and then fall to the earth and then be scrounged by the public. I think if you're a man, if you're a real man, you try to shoot it with a flaming arrow. <laughs> it never says in the article how high it goes. Uh, I don't know. Arrow. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Flame and arrow right through that thing. Light that bitch on fire. I'm all for that. Anyway, All right, so uh, the number one uh, book of poetry in all of Gitmo Nation, United States of Europe, was, of course, the bundle of haikus by the president of the United States of Europe. What? Haiku Herman, yes. Why? It was a bestseller? It was a, <laughs> it was a bestseller. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty cool, It's huh? impossible. No, it's, have you read it? It's amazingly good. It's oh, deep. Oh, bull crap. It's so deep. So uh, Haiku Herman was uh, questioned by a number of uh, school children. Uh, and he got very annoyed at this little uh, Asian girl um, who uh, asked him uh, a question about Nigel Farage. <laughs> and she's reading from a piece of paper, so it's funny. You know, someone, someone sent their kid to school like, hey. Probably some this. no agenda listener. Like, hey, you're gonna you're gonna talk to the president of the United States of Europe today. He ask him this. All right, <laughs> don't tell him your daddy said so, and throw an in the morning in there while you're at it. Could you could you agree with Nigel Farage? She says uh, Nigel. Nigel. She means Nigel. Nigel Farage. Yes, that we have it. lack of democracy in European Union. <laughs> that we have lack of democracy in European Union. <laughs> You know this is a no agenda listener, except they they didn't throw a code in there. They didn't throw it like in the morning or something. But it's a good one. I love that someone made their kid do this. And here's his answer. For example, none of us voted for you. Oh yeah, none of us voted for you. (laughs) In any elections. The European Union is a real democracy. And on top of this... We have a European Parliament directly elected by the 500 million citizens or those who can vote. And for instance, the President of the European Commission has to get the approval of the European Parliament. So it is uh, more than an exaggeration. It is almost a lie to say that we have 
a lack of democracy. Shut up, you stupid child slave! What an answer, huh? I and mean, this is how he answers a seven-year-old's question. He's a wow. dick. He's a total dick. Yeah, yeah, he is a dick. It is a lie. It is a lie. I tell you. Do not question me, the president <laughs> of the Vaterland. It's it unbelievable. A lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. I tell you. And then, he, uh, did you understand the answer? I denounce you. <laughs> you six-year-old. You shut up, you six-year-old. Well, what is your father's name? <laughs> She's a six-year-old. Just take I denounce you and your family. It's unbelievable. It's a six-year-old. Of course, you know, she got set up. But for the way he's answering that, like, no, it is not true. Those of, those of you who could vote. <laughs> That's exactly what she's saying. Hey, we didn't vote for you, dude. How'd you get here? It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just crazy, 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 crazy. If you want to drink in uh, Gitmo Nation Down Under, uh, looks like you're going to have to hand out your fingerprints before entering the bar, which is making me uh, give me second thoughts about moving there. Thousands of clubbers and pub patrons being forced to submit fingerprint and photographic scans to enter popular venues by handing over their biometric data. And this is... uh, the New South Wales premises using the systems include the Australian Brewery, Lone Pine Tavern, Friction Nightclub. Oh, damn. I what want... is the point of this? To get your biometric data, slave. But what difference does it make? It's to, to, to cross-reference the database if you're old enough to drink. That's what this is for. There's a lot of uh, drink stuff going on. You know, Ray LaHood... Well, are- we've talked about this before. It's neo-prohibitionism. We talk about it all the time on this show. It's been sneaking in. It's not like a major story, but it's one of those... This, I think, is more insidious than stuff like what's happening in uh, Egypt. I think this is like just creeping along and, you know, they go under the radar, under the radar. Pretty soon, you're going to go to this liquor store and find it boarded up. Well, I did find a, a kind of a disturbing connection uh, which popped up because Ray LaHood, our transportation secretary, showed up at uh, a company that uh, makes the following. Oops. There you go. The simple touch of a button could save hundreds of lives. This is one of two systems being developed to measure a driver's blood alcohol content. Current technology requires a, a tube to breathe into. It requires what's called a, a deep breath. Um, with this new technology, you're either touching something or you're breathing normally inside the vehicle. So it's very, very passive. Researchers say both methods eliminate the need for drivers to take any extra steps. And they're getting the thumbs up from Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood. In 2009, as we said, uh, 11,000 people were killed as a result of, uh, of drunk driving. And uh, that's 11,000 too many. Laura Dean Mooney, the president of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, was also on hand. Right, so we've got Ray LaHood and uh, the president of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, one of the worst charities in the world, who spend uh, 80% of of what they bring in on themselves, on their own salaries, and the rest, and the money they take is from court-ordered classes that they hand, that they give. It's well-known, well-known that this is a horrible organization. 
Where were they? This company that's making this sensor that you put your finger on and your car won't start unless you're not, uh, you don't have, you have less than the appropriate uh, alcohol blood content level. This company is called Quinetic. Q-I- Are they publicly traded? Oh, yeah. Q-I-N-E-T-I-Q. Quinetic. Q-U-I-N-E-T what? It's like a palindrome almost. E-Q. Q-I-N-E-T-I-Q. This Q-U-I-N-E-T-I-Q. is... Q-U-I-N-E-T-E-Q. And it was Q-N-E-T-I-Q. Yeah, it's quinetic-na.com because it's North America. This is the largest defense contractor in the world. Stems from... I never heard of them. No, I know. It stems from... If you look at uh, Quinetic Global, it was actually um, a, a portion of the United Kingdom... Defense Evaluation and Research Agency, which was privatized in 2001. This company is enormous. It's huge. These guys make unmanned vehicles. They make drones. They've got tons and tons of contracts. And now all of a sudden they've got Ray LaHood showing up for some dorky little monitor. If you're drunk or not, if you can drive, big scam. Big red flag on this. Something here, these guys. What are the, the contracts? They got contracts with everybody. Applications: first responder, police, homeland security, ground forces, intelligence and communications, medical and dental, military, aviation, ordnance disposal and detection, special forces, supply transport, logistics, surface and underwater warfare. That's what these guys do. And now all of a sudden, Ray LaHood shows up to look at some stupid scanner. Please. Frightening. This is interesting. Oh, yeah. It's a frightening, something very frightening going on with this. And, of course, if you look at their news and events, not a, not a, not a blip about this Ray LaHood thing. Yeah, I'm looking at their website. Uh, oh, actually, uh, I'm sorry. Now they just updated it. So that's January 28th. U.S. Transportation Secretary LaHood views demonstration of new in-vehicle technology targeted, targeted towards habitual drunk drivers, which means... You get caught drunk once. This is in every single car. And right underneath that, Quinetic's gunfire detection system is U.S. military solution of choice. What else are these guys going to put in the car? <laughs> this, is, this is very, very weird. Why these guys are making this all of a sudden. Kinetic is a British global defense technology company formed from the greater part of the former UK government agency Defense Evaluation and Research Agency, DARA. That's what I just said. When it was split up in 2000. I'm just reading from the wiki thing. Its major sites are in Farnborough, Hampshire, and Malvern, Worcester. Worcestershire. 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 Formerly DARA. This is like ARPANET or like... Yeah, it's a little bigger than that, dude. ARPA. Well, but yeah, you, now it is. Former uh, but that's General the, that's the research. Intelligence Agency yeah. George Tennant served as oh, an yeah. independent non-executive director. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's a bunch of good guys. It's a le- listen in London Stock Exchange, blah, blah, blah. All right. So uh, while you're doing that, let's... Uh, ah, huh. Screw it, I'm not even going to do that. I don't even feel like it anymore. It's interesting. There's, an interesting. there's something weird going on there. We've got to keep our eye on it. Yeah. Because it makes no sense that, that this company is just doing a little alcohol detector. Yeah, no, it makes no sense at all. That, those guys... That, that, small that, potatoes, we use that term. Yeah. So I think they're probably putting more in the cars. 
I think we're going to see it installed. Maybe they're getting like a, some big GM deal or something where every single car will have it. That, that's probably it. So why is LaHood there? I mean, thought to see this little thing, and we know that Mothers Against Drunk Driving are a bunch of scammers. So I think that there's a big deal. GM is going to put these things in every single GM car. It won't start unless you're not drunk. How do, how do you take that one? You know, you could sell that. I think it's totally doable. It's a public. It's a, in the public interest. Yep. And then, and, and uh, General Motors is uh, still, I think, basically, uh, you know, got the government geeks in there. Let's go to Gitmo Nation East briefly, uh, where we have the new program, Everything Everywhere, proximity payments coming to Gitmo Nation East in the summer. Uh, they're trying to get rid of, uh, I guess, credit cards now. It's all going to be in your iPhone. What's that new yeah, technology? Yeah, I wrote about this as a bad idea. NFC, uh, near field communication or something like that. Isn't that what it's yeah. called? Uh, so yeah. I know the iPhone has it. I think uh, the Nokia phones uh, or Nokia phones have it. And what did you write about it? What was your take on this? Well, I have always believed that the phone companies in particular are trying to horn in on the banks or at least do a, a business with the banks or in the credit card companies because they have the argument that they can they have real leverage when it comes to uh, collecting money. And right, I, and right. I, I've said this before. I, I agree. Know, they do. Because they can cut off your phone and Internet and you'll be screwed. And yeah. they, so they can so, – so in other words, if you were scammed, which has happened before with phone companies, and I've, I've mentioned this before, uh, like, for example, during the era of the modems when the people would be calling – accidentally calling Romania at $100 a minute to see, you know, to, <laughs> and they get these bills for $30,000, the phone company said, hey, too bad, pay. Yeah, screw you. They're all part of it. It's a criminal organization, essentially. And uh, the phone companies are corrupt and uh, rotten. And uh, to, to let, allow this to happen for convenience, because it's got it's so inconvenient to pull out a twenty. So it's for the convenience of it all. You're going to be uh, screwed by the phone companies. I mean, you're you're just asking for trouble if anybody just goes along with this. I would ref- I would refuse to implement that. I'm still waiting for the revolt, by the way, against Vodafone. Uh, Vodafone is the company that turned off the internet, essentially. Oh, I saw their statement. Oh, they have a statement about it. What did they say? Well, you know, it turns out we did it because the government requested it, and there's nothing we could do when the government requests something, so we did it. And if we had done it any other way, then it would have been harder to get the service turned back on, so it was actually a favor. Oh, We, we did everyone a favor. We did everyone a favor. These guys are bastards. You know, that's, isn't, <laughs> isn't that like the biggest? Aren't they like the Verizon of, of the world? Vodafone AT&T is huge, moment. right? Well, Verizon like is huge. Yeah, I mean, uh, huge. Vodafone. Vodafone is, yeah. is really, really big. They're big. Well, everyone should, if, if you really want to do something, then qu- quit your service and go with some other provider. Quit Vodafone. No one's going to do that, by the way. No, they're not going to do anything. No, Nobody's going to do crap. No, we're just going to. In fact, the, the, the joke of this whole green. thing is that this, these, these re- revolts are so, you know, internet centric that if there was no internet, you get the feeling these people would just be living in a mud hut, you know, bitching to each other. I mean, I don't know. Speaking of uh, mud, uh, my favorite, uh, my pet peeve, I was, I was watching another documentary. I have a link to it, of course, in the show notes, noagendashow.com. Um, you know what? The kids in Haiti are literally eating dirt cookies. No, really? Yeah. Well, that sounds like a bogus story. No, but it's-, no it's not a bogus story, and I just forgot the French name for it. 
So the what they do is they take dirt, they mix it with water, salt, and a little bit of flour, and they make these like clay cookies out of it. And that's what they're eating because at least they fill their tummies up. That's what the kids are eating. They show it. They show them the 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 women making it on, in this documentary. It's disgusting. They're eating. They're literally eating dirt. What is Clinton eating? <laughs> Lobster. No, no, he's gone vegan. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Well, he's not eating dirt. Of course, Hillary Clinton visiting, dropping by for a little check on the beachfront property, because of course uh, they're uh, they're going to uh, release the election results. No, you watch. There's going to be a runoff, so uh, it was. It's too close to call. This is the. Uh, this is. I can just tell you what's going to happen. Too close to call. So now we're going to have a runoff between. Um, who is it? Uh, I guess that Jude Celestine guy. They don't want him to. They don't want him to run. They, they, I guess that's why Hillary is there. Um, but you have this former first lady, Merland. Mirlanda Manijat or Manigat, and she uh, apparently will be in a runoff, and this is not going to happen until March, of course. I mean, why, why, why hurry along um, against the, uh, the sweet Mickey Martelli? Huh. It's not like we predicted that, like we had to have some stupid... You know, that guy has a good chance of winning. It'll be interesting to see how, this, how they play this one. I think Sweet Mickey Martelli comes in. He's uh, he's being touted as like you know the guy who has the ear of the people, and they need a shill. And they yeah. they, they brought in uh, Baby Doc. I love all these names, by the way. They brought in Baby Doc uh, to kind of you know distract the attention. Hillary Clinton lands today, and uh, she'll be there uh, keeping an eye on things, making sure no one no one, hey 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 that's my beach. Stupid kids, get off my beach. Did you see that fall she made? No, I missed the fall. She fell down in her plane. You didn't see that? No, that was hilarious. Uh, I oh, think really? she, I think she was actually leaving Egypt. Um, that's that's interesting. You say that. Hold on a second. Let me look for that story. Um, yeah, she tripped. It was legendary footage. She well, hurt herself just, too. The she, great thing about the internet is I can type in Hillary Falls video. <laughs> Here's Hillary Clinton taking a tumble, January twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> you'll it's love what the it. internet's for <laughs> you'll love it i guarantee it you're gonna love <laughs> it it's from cbs there she is so she <laughs> you see it she's walking into the oh i did see this i saw this already i didn't think it was that where where, where I, is that where but where is that where did know, she fall she can barely get up that's was, the weird thing but it was the middle east right i don't know yeah well, check it see. well you're looking at there's the video there's, there's basically when yemen, no, she was yemen. In, I think she was in Yemen. She was departing Yemen. That's right. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let me read this from... from uh, yeah. She was there to set up the revolution. Hillary Clinton pulled a president forward Tuesday, and we're trying to associate here with her uh-huh. with, for, with yeah. presidency. Yeah. Yeah. And took, but although Ford fell down, he face-planted coming down. <laughs> yeah, he actually really did it well. She, she, went, she, she fell going up. She How do you fall up the stairs? The Secretary of State, listen to this. The Secretary of State was waving gracefully to fans. <laughs> fans <laughs> got fans in Yemen. <laughs> yeah, it's Al Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula. Hey, Hillary, Hillary, hello, Hillary. We see you soon, Hillary. Love you, love you, love you. We your biggest fan. And then she fell. 
Why was she in Yemen? I'm telling you, she's getting it all set up. She was meeting with Yemeni, Yemeni President Al Abdullah Saleh. No, we don't know why. <laughs> Who cares? She got a she got a cool ass jet though, doesn't she? Damn. Yeah, it's a big. It's air. It's was she flying around in Air Force One? No, not Air Force One. Does it probably? It's, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't as big as. Like, I need to have a plane as big as his. Anyway, the fall is not that spectacular. They, on this site, they actually have a picture of the of the of the Ford face plant fall, which is more spectacular. Anyway, I always feel bad when people fall because it it it, dehuman, it humanizes at the same time when it's a leader. It kind of like, oh, well, she's not all that special now. Well, that's she? like the the classic one that came out. Uh, I think it was last year with uh, Fidel Castro doing a face plant coming out of some building and he trips, falls, and literally falls head first like, in front of his limo. Mm. That was pretty spectacular. Well, it's not quite as funny as uh, Jackie Smith, uh, former home secretary of the Gitmo Nation East States. Uh, you know, she was the one. She got in trouble because she had uh, uh, declared uh, payments to watching two porn movies on pay-per-view on her expense uh, form. Or actually, her husband, um, who was watching what eight minutes each. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she is now uh, making a documentary for the BBC about porn. Yeah, I heard this. <laughs> that way, she can write it off. No, well, she's no longer in the in the government. Well, she can write it off her taxes. All right. And uh, the the Berlusconi thing, we have to you know, we don't get any good Italian news. I guess I don't know why. We have that no is. Italian listeners. I don't remember. I don't know. Yes, one we do. List- we, yeah, Franco. Dr. Oh, Franco. Okay, Doc, we got one. Doc, yeah, we got Doc. We got one. We got one Italian listener. Two guys in France. But there's it's like ridiculous. there's like tons of. Well, my sister listens in Italy too. She, yeah, but she's not. A, I wouldn't call her Italian. She's a. She's, she's an expat. She, hello, she's a donor, not a boner. That's but, a good thing. But there's like they got, they got kids coming out. Of the, you know these these women just one after another. Yeah, he he paid me for sex one after another. Yeah, I was seventeen. Yeah, he paid me for sex when I was seventeen. It's unbelievable, this guy. What? Wait a minute. The age of uh, I think the age of uh, consent, consent is like fourteen or something in Italy. I don't. Why are we making so. a big fuss based I on our standards? I don't think so. No, it's a, it's a fuss there. I I disagree. I think it is a. I don't think. I think seventeen is a a scandal. Hold on a second. If the internets work better, legal age of consent. Let's see. Italy, 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 fourteen. Really, the age of consent oh. in Italy is fourteen. In Iceland, it's fourteen. In well, Hungary, it's fourteen. In Fr- I think Spain's even more interesting. Where's Spain? No, no. It, it, you know, it's uh, at the Vatican City. I think it's eleven. Thirteen in Spain. Vatican City, I think, is eleven. Isn't it? Might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all you need is some, and you're good to go in Vatican City. All right, I, I think we've overplayed. So, that's, so what's we've, the big deal? So he had no, sex I, with you're right. No, you're right. You're right. There's no big deal. Whatever. It's fine. It's legal. It's all. It's all. It's all good. I'm happy for him. Way well, to go. I know, I'm asking the question. Why are they making a big stink? Who's making the stink? It's it's American media there them because the Italians I, aren't worried about this. I guess not. I thought the Italians were rioting when uh, that he didn't get kicked out. I guess I'm wrong. I guess that's why they don't... I guess everyone in Italy is happy, and I should move there because no one ever seems to complain. 
The system works. It's corrupt. Well, I'm telling and you, it they works. might be complaining, but they're not complaining about him having sex with a seventeen. They're not complaining about anything. They don't listen to the show. They don't complain. Why do we even talk about them? They're banned from the show. The entire country is no <laughs> longer is banned. Is Willow? Banned. She she banned too. She's banned. <laughs> she's no oh, Willow. No Willow's not banned from the show. But Italy is banned from the show. They've got no listeners. No one cares. They're all happy. You know why? It's good weather. Everyone looks cool, and they got great food. They're like, hey, whatever. Right? That's what I say. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, well, remember to go to napforhumanity.com uh, as we are starting up our new mission to create carbon credits to save the world. And we'll be here on Thursday once again with another episode of No Agenda. Here from Gitmo Nation West, my name is Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, I want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA and uh, ChannelDvorak.com slash NA to help us out for the upcoming show on Thursday. Uh, and also go to the Nap for Humanity site while you're at it. Uh, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday right here on No Agenda.